With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, Football Guys Championship Edition. I'm Ian Hart. It's joined, as always, by the one, the only, Dwayne, The Rock McFarlane. Dwayne, still visiting my lovely mother in Columbus, so still in her basement. But I got a uh, jersey, a side jersey of Michael Irvin now over my shoulder. So I think that makes me a professional podcaster, man. So I think I'm good. I've uh, overcome the pantry life and I'm ready to win 500K, man. Uh, well, dude, anytime you have a jersey of Michael Irvin signed over your shoulder, it doesn't really matter where you are. Like, it's, you know, what you would say, Ian. It's a great day to be great. The playmaker, baby. One of the goats. Dwayne and I, third time we're doing this. I think we picked Laura first two draft slots, Dwayne. We we've got the. Eight, we've picked uh, last week, we picked eighth. The week before, we picked 10th. Tonight, we picked 10th again. We have swore before this starts that we want some Saquon Barkley, though. So I think uh, it's going to be very reasonable in round two, Dwayne. Yeah. I mean, if if they want to give us Jamar Chase at 10 again, we'll take it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I think that was a once in a lifetime type of deal there. But again, we're getting that in digs. Yes, for sure. So where, so Dwayne, I was, I was, I'm looking at, I'm in the middle of two slow drafts that uh, have both started in the last couple of days. So really sinking my teeth in the redraft uh, here after we've done a few of these as well. What pick do you have Travis Kelsey ranked? Uh, do I have Travis Kelsey going here? Like no, like in this just no. overall, where do you have to be to take Travis Kelsey? Basically in <clears throat> um, non and sorry, in tight end premium or just any league. Any league PPR? Uh, I think you can basically get him at the beginning of round two, late round one in most drafts. No, like I'm saying, you personally, would you take him at 12, 13? Uh, in, in tight end premium, I would. Okay. I'm not, though. Um, I'm not having to do it all the time, I would say, uh, other than that. Like, I, I don't mind taking him. Like, we like Kelsey. I, I definitely like to mix him in. But man, there's just a lot of people down there at that turn, you know, that I like. So I, I was looking at some uh, player props today over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and the Kelsey over under receiving yards is 1100. Dude, he smashed that each of the last four seasons, barring injury. Man, I don't know. We haven't projected over 1300 yards. I like that over. I know betting overs can be a fish game with the player props. I had uh, a couple rushing unders I liked. Uh, Rashad Penny, I think under 800.5 yards. Devin Singletary under, I believe, five and a half touchdowns. And 
I like, uh, honestly, Dwayne, not to be a hater, but Jonathan Taylor, dude, his rushing yard over under is at 1,450. So I thought that was a little steep too. So not not trying to say you need to be betting every over. It is a fun time. But, I mean, 1,100 for Kelsey, Dwayne, that's a little bit low. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. I mean, what what has he been at the last two years? I mean, right around there. This last season was his closest, and he was still at 1,125, and that was in 16 games. So Yeah, yeah, so. He could have 180 targets. We will see what happens. First six picks of the draft. We had Jonathan Taylor. Or hold on. I do not have the correct order going. You got the first me. one name. You got the first name right, though, regardless. There we go. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, just as God intended. So now we are at the 106 right here. Dwayne, that is the exact top five I would personally recommend. Just switching Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. You, you're still team Jefferson over cup. I will say the Matthew Stafford elbow business is uh, not ideal. What are your, what are your overall thoughts on that? If I didn't already have Jefferson first, that would be enough to push me there. <laughs> that's what I've been thinking last few days. That, that's so. my thought, you know, cause they're so close anyway. I, mean, I might just <clears throat> hop on. It looks so fun. All you guys that have Justin Jefferson wide receiver one overall, it just looks like a fun time. I'll be oh, honest. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I see all you guys with CMC first. <laughs> <laughs> Just re- quick recap for people that maybe didn't hear the other two pods around this. So it is a tight end premium over at the FFPC. It's Football Guys Players Championship, $350 entry, chance to win $500K uh, and a playoff race at the end of the year. Um, there's also a league championship. Um, the playoff race is weeks 15, 16, and 17. So basically the league winners, the league point leaders, those teams move into that round, um, even if you don't ultimately win the championship in the league. So, um, it's, t- it's, a uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, two flex, which can be running back wide receiver, or tight end, tight ends go earlier here just because it is tight end premium and Devonte Adams goes right in front of us, Ian. Uh, so speaking of Travis Kelsey, he usually goes at pick eight. If you would like him, you're getting him at pick 10 here in a tight end premium. This is the move Travis. Kelsey. Or, okay. We'll take Kelsey now. Boom. I like yeah. it. Again, if it wasn't tight end premium, we could have had a Dalvin versus Derrick Henry debate. I think they're in the same tier, though. I don't worry about it too much. Uh, kind of whichever one floats your boat, you're getting a freaking massively upside RB1. Regardless, Kelsey, tight end premium. Because, Dwayne, we're going to, I'm not, we probably won't get one of Cook or Henry, but I'm not too worried about, it, man. If we they come, come back, back, we'll and, take them. If they come back, we'll <laughs> take them. Yeah. Or if Saquon's there, man, like it, it is a tier drop off, but I, I want me some Saquon. Yeah, I really want some Saquon too. Um, it's uh, I haven't got a ton of him over here yet, just because of the way the drafts have fallen. Even though, like, I feel like I've kind of been helping lead the Saquon bandwagon. Uh, you would think I probably have like sixty percent exposure as much as I tweet about the dude and his profile. Uh, this is another draft where I've seen CD Lamb move into the first round. Uh, I, I saw a draft board last night, man, where somebody got. Uh, Justin Jefferson got CD lamb to fall all the way back to him. Ooh. Then got T Higgins and Cortland Sutton. Uh, that's the first time I've seen that start. My so, goodness. That'll Dalvin work. Cook at the turn. Okay. So we're getting one of Henry Swift and Barkley. Yep. In all likelihood. I, I, I can live with that. DeAndre Swift yep. is someone that I have like no holes in the real argument for. We've talked about like, does he really have that, you know, overall RB one upside Maybe, man, because I, I do think uh, he is one of those guys, Dwayne, where we've talked about how bad the rushing metrics are, but when you watch him, like, it, it shouldn't matter 
how how explosive and elusive he is as a receiver like that's going to translate to being a rusher i think it could just be limited sample than anything i think the dude might just be an absolute all-around baller and you know a lot of smart people eric eager leading the restore the roar bandwagon Dwayne. <laughs> and look i'm not a big strength of schedule guy hey, let, let's I, be honest we need to let eager know I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure we were ahead of him on all that i, I think we were probably talking about the lions like what three months ago so <laughs> he might just have to get in line behind us i look i'm not a big strength of schedule guy but I kind of scoffed at the just the certainty with the win over um, with the Lions until I looked at their second half schedule. That's gonna be nice for a running back. Okay. Oh, we got Henry in round two. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna take Henry here just because you don't normally get him. Let's in, go. Unless, I know you're wanting him, and I don't want to take him at ADP. So it's like kind of now or never. Just two oh three, Derek freaking yeah, Henry. Let's take him. him. I'm with you. If Derek Henry does not get hurt, if no one, if not a single running back in the NFL gets hurt this year, Dwayne. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, RB1, and probably Derrick Henry, number two. Yeah, I think you can make a good case for that. I think JT is obviously still in the mix of the conversation, too. Yep, yep. But yeah, I mean, and again, we're getting Henry, you know, past the ADP. And so I will tell you this. On Henry, and you and I have talked about this, he's not a player. Like, so with Najee, um, I don't feel like if I don't take Najee, like, all season, like, if I just don't draft him at all, I don't feel like there's really a case where Najee's going to come back and blow me up, you know, where I'm like, Oh my God, like, why didn't I take Najee? It could happen, but I'm just not as worried about it. Whereas with Derek Henry, even though he's older, even though he's had the, the surgery, even though, even though, even though, even though all the, even those you want to throw out there, I do realize. And I acknowledge the fact because we saw it last year, I was out on Derek Henry and an injury bailed me out. Now injury was part of the reason we, you know, we're kind of fading him. Like as they get right. older, there's a better chance and all that. But getting him in the second round, knowing that there is still that massive ceiling outcome for Derrick Henry, um, and that's the thing people just have to acknowledge, um, I think. And and for me, even personally, like going back and just really researching a lot of the running backs prior to just the last ten years. Because to be fair, like a lot of the running backs we were looking at in the early part of tenure of this last ten year period, we didn't have a lot of elite backs in the league at that time. Was what I started seeing right, and then we got they started to trickle in. We got Todd Gurley, we got David Johnson, we got Ezekiel Elliott. And all of a sudden, right, we had all the, we got CMC added into the league and Leonard Fournette came in. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, running backs are good again. So like looking at a 10-year sample, part of me started to think, well, man, really, I'm looking at a five-year sample. We had like five years, you know, where there really weren't that many great backs in the league. The ones we had were getting old, older. Yep. And so I went back and looked at like the 10-year uh, period previous to that. And like, I was like, holy crap, look at all these 29 year olds, like posting like 14, 1500 yards. Like Sean Alexander went freaking bananas one year. Like I was like, oh my God. And again, we are in a later time period, but at the same time, I think, you know, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, he's not completely over the cliff, even though he has the carries and everything we've seen historically guys with the same amount of carries as him at the same age still have big seasons. So we know it's in his range of outcomes. Last year was the first year that Henry missed more than one game in a season. I just want a more clear system. This is something I think going to next offseason, we could really work towards. Like Jonathan Taylor's injury risk isn't zero. I will readily admit that Henry and McCaffrey are more likely seemingly to get hurt than Jonathan Taylor, but we never have uh, an actual comparative metric to quantify that, and we, we don't even attempt to do it. So that's why I take such a hard stand sometimes against uh, just completely fading guy because of this, you know, belief that he's going to get injured, but I don't want to exactly beat a dead horse. Dwayne, we are now halfway through round two, 
big big string of running backs as we were getting there. Wide receiver value uh, might be falling pretty nicely on the way back with Mike Evans, wide receiver seven. Any thoughts uh, after our tight end running back start? Do you think we need a wide receiver before uh, we go? I mean, by the time we finish round three and four? I think we're pretty much wide open, to be honest. We can see what happens with value. I mean, um, we know running backs and tight ends go pretty fast in these drafts over at FFPC. Um, we've seen a little bit of a change um, over the last you know, week or so where some of those other backs are starting to fall further in the middle rounds, which means the receivers are going to go earlier. It also means sometimes the other targets that we have later, like Chase Edmonds, James Cook, Cream Hunt, you know, even Tony Pollard, a lot of those guys like people are leapfrogging like Antonio Brown and Josh Jacobs, players they used to take first. Now people are starting to and I like to think we're probably part of this because like we've been beating the drum on a lot of these players and we've been talking about, hey, don't draft these other guys. And so what we didn't really want to happen, though, is then all of a sudden, like everyone starts doing that and then the board like totally gets rejumbled. So like we'll see what happens. But I think right now we have a lot of flexibility, you know, tight end is a position that can go really fast here. We've got a, a, a starting running back. I think, um, yeah, we probably want a receiver, but we can really let value dictate what we do. I wouldn't mind getting a second running back if it's the right one, but the way they're flying off the board could be wishful thinking. Could be looking at yet another uh, Shira RB-esque uh, strategy, Dwayne. I don't think we got a tight end this early the last two times, though, correct? Uh, no, we took Kittle in the fourth Kittle. round. Uh, whenever we had the uh, eighth pick. And then uh, who did we take as tight end on our other team? Uh, we waited on that Ertz. one. Did we get Goddard? I can't remember. Might have been Goddard or Ertz. I'm not sure. Yeah. have to go back and look. One day we'll figure it out. Tyreek Hill off the board, wide receiver nine. We uh we just recorded a podcast this afternoon with the always fantastic Rich Rebar. Dwayne, did his, uh, did his Tua argument change your mind about the Dolphins at all? Uh, well, I mean, I think we've got to a ranked right there, right? That's why he's at the top of the next group. Once you get past the guy was with the dual upside yeah. threat. Um, and technically, I mean, I think we've got Justin Fields and Tua. I think we both have them like two spots apart in our rank. So we're actually pretty close. Um, but I thought Rich did a really nice job, you know, obviously. I mean, that's what that's what Lord Reeves oh, yeah. does, you know, of course. Of course. <laughs> laying that kind of stuff out for us. Um, I thought he did a good job, you know, of walking it through. I, I, I tend to... Yeah. Think like, look, that type of quarterback, we've seen it in the past. They can have blow-up seasons just on efficiency alone. We've seen it from Matt Ryan. We've seen it from other guys that play in that Shanahan slash McVay style offense. Um, you know, does does Tua really strike me as someone that has that top six upside? No, but I don't think that's not necessarily what Rich was saying either. He no. could end up being an arbitrage play on some of the other pocket passers that, that we take, you know, in the first 10 rounds. I think that's a good call. And the question was like, who's your favorite late round quarterback? So uh, absolutely from yeah. that standpoint, I'm cool with it. And I think that's about where, I mean, I'm not too far off uh, with Tua as well. So we, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. I, I do like the idea that he, he is a cheaper version of the Dak to Cousins tier. Whoa, Dak to Cousins tier, Dwayne. We are officially there. You uh, messaged me, I think, late last week and about moving Dak down to QB 11 after uh, making the updates. Just a term, you know, just a factor of the weaponry available. I mean, we did see Dak's gotten better every single year of his career. So I don't want to hold too much from his early uh, season, early 
career against him now in the year 2022. But we did see him, man, that one year before, when they traded for 2019, I believe, when uh, they traded for Amari Cooper halfway through the year. I mean, things were rough for a bit, man, when he didn't have really anyone that could separate. Now, he's got CeeDee Lamb, so he's at least got one guy. He's got one all-star out there, and that's great. But Dak probably does deserve to be in this tier, especially last year after we saw such a dramatic decrease in his rushing usage post-ankle break. Yeah, I, and it was honestly, is like, and this is why I like doing tiers. It's just like, as I looked at the tiers more and more, and I looked at Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, I just started to ask myself more and more. I'm like, what's the difference between Dak, you know, and really those guys? Um, you know, I think Dak could run the ball a little bit more this year, which could help him. You know, he was still coming off the the ankle injury last year. And, and that's Maybe why he's at the top. Right. And that's why he's at the top. And we, and we like Dallas's volume, but at the end of the day, like he's really similar to all those other players in that tier. And I just don't see a reason last year. Dak was a major part. Like he was a centerpiece centerpiece in my quarterback plan last year. You know, I put out the centerpieces that are part of the strategy articles. You and I, we've already done, you know, that uh, podcast on quarterbacks, but Dak just, he's not a guy that I'm that worried about missing this year. So we got yeah. two picks till us in, I have Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Darren Waller all in our queue. Is there another name? I'll add Brees Hall to the bottom because we're gonna we'll be coming back around pretty quick. Um, I like all of these guys. T I was hoping T. Higgins was kind of sliding. I thought, oh man, maybe we'll get T. Higgins to slide down to us, but he just went off the board uh at pick six. There goes feel, Darren Waller. One I feel pick like us. I feel like ETM will not be back to us. I think Mike Williams no. could. I, well, we're going to, my thought is we'll get one of these receivers coming That's, back. Exactly. I, I think. Um, all right. So I think we just go ahead and take ETN. He'll be on all three teams we have. So if ETN, something happens like you and I can cry together into a e beer. ETN over James Connor. ETN over James Connor. I like ETN. I think yeah. so too. I'm getting a little concerned at this point, honestly, with James Connor and the receiving work. The more I hear like, oh, that, Eno you know, Benjamin could still. Oh, those. give me a break. Yeah, maybe. Well, why not? <laughs> I, but here's the thing like how come we didn't last year how come we didn't last year when chase was hurt well i get it but we say this all the time about why didn't so-and-so do something last year and then they do you know the next year um i here's the thing like james connor like he's not somebody you really want to give that huge workload to so it makes sense to me like if they got him off the field more james connor was really good in the receiving down role last year like he had a really good pff receiving grade which is why i haven't moved him in my ranks yet highest grade at the, end of, at the end of the day like overall james connor does profile as a dead zone running back like he's not like great at any one thing he's just okay he got paid he's in a good offense but with the injury prone stuff and if he loses any of the passing down work like it could really hurt because we know he's not going to score as many touchdowns as last year right i mean i can't we can't say we know that but most likely right we're going to get some touchdown regression um so i, I, so I, I will say there's a ch obviously a chance he doesn't get the same sort of receiving work and there is a chance you could argue that zeke in round four is better than james connor in round three i don't think it's that big of a drop off from we do have a couple just give us james connor in round four and we'll be all good <laughs> james connor round four in. yeah now we're talking but etn over connor i think i'm ready to go there that's fair there's just the, the receiving upside is is so dramatic and there so are all, the all those receivers just went off the board that we had in our queue by of the course way. that's so, that's, how the, that's, that's how okay the, i mean that's how the cookie crumbles Oh, we got Terry. We got, we got Terry McLaurin, bro. What are you worried about? 
see. I don't like when you just ignore me like that, Dwayne. No, 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 no. I, I was making sure I had everybody in the queue right. Sometimes I have to ignore you just to make sure we don't jack up our pick. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, James Conner is still available. He normally goes pick 33, or we go ahead and take the receiver here. If we take James Conner, we can be pretty much done with running back, um, or we go receiver. I think McLaurin is the pick if we go receiver. That's tempting. How big of a difference is Conner versus – McLaurin overall, pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. I'm interested in a. What if we just go Connor here and we absolutely kind of done with, with the backs receiver. and do something yeah. different than what we've done before? Hey, I've liked the wide receivers we've been able to get middle and late. I think if we're still going to be able to get some better value there, it's going to be drafting on August eighth. All right, let's, let's go, let's, Connor. Let's do this. Here's what I will say. We're going to feel fabulous about setting the lineup week one. I don't know what it'll be like after that. <laughs> <laughs> our, our week one projection is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Hey, look, week we're going to leave the next two rounds with at least one good to great wide receiver, maybe two. Maybe we get a quarterback. After that, we can just rip off wide receivers, man. And there will be some there. Fingers crossed that guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Goblin. Yeah, that's what we need. Top. We we need yeah. some Michael Thomas. Uh, and, and like, he's a guy that we've been on that no one else has really hopped on yet like people still aren't adjusting what, what are we waiting for yeah so i i'm i'm all i'm i'm with you i'm down i think we like michael thomas honestly was the name i had in my head that make me made me okay just going ahead and taking james connor there yeah and again it's flexible over here we honestly like right now we're starting three backs so one of our flex positions is already filled so we need two receivers plus a flex I like this. So so there's a lot we, of ways we can go. Our, our last two drafts were like one RB through the first six or seven rounds or something. Now, now we got three. This is good. And we're just taking value, to be honest. I mean, Kelsey was a value. Derrick Henry was a value. ETM was past ADP. James Conner was past ADP. And these aren't guys that are like falling knives where we're just like, oh, my God, we don't ever want to touch these players. I know some people may feel that way about some of these names, but I don't. But you and I aren't on that page. Darnell Mooney off the board. Wide receiver, 18. Auto pick. Sheesh. It's a little early for an auto pick. 820? Come on. Be better. <laughs> Be better. Uh, after, I, after I did one of these drafts with Dago at freaking midnight, and like our Oracle, his uh, his friend that was supposed to be helping us, passed out. like by <laughs> Bro, that might be the move, Dwayne. If we're looking for plus EV, like just, you know, get some Red Bull and let's start doing these at midnight. I can't guarantee we'll be quite as coherent. Well, I just want to know, how do you become someone's Oracle? Like, and how much do we get paid? <laughs> You're just sitting on the you're just sitting on the couch, just I'm doing be, whatever. I'm gonna be pissed if that team ends up, you know, going somewhere. I, I gotta give a third that of the team profit. Looks, dude, that team I saw it. I retweeted it. I it's liked it. Team. I thought you guys had a good draft. This this dude slept half the time. He's gonna get freaking a third of the money. But you know what? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We'll deal with that then. Uh, uh uh, Zeke is finally off the board, middle of round four. Have you changed your opinion at all on this, Dwayne? I, I feel like every August we get a we get a Zeke push when training camp starts. No, I mean I'm look, I I'm not going to be drafting him a lot. I like I've said before, the ADP is priced in, you know, here where you're getting Zeke. So I mean, I'm fine with it. He's just not a player that I'm going out of out of my way to to make it happen. I thought what you said earlier is fair. Does Zeke end up being an arbitrage play on James Conner? I think like that's possible. Yeah. I did toy with moving uh, Cam Akers down. I'll tell you that. Like I'm, 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 I'm not very comfortable on Cam Akers. I, I know we've seen the big rushing workload from McVeigh, but 
the comments he made were just enough to make me be like, okay, like, um, what kind of split are we really going to be dealing with? Again, I try not to overreact to these things in preseason because we get this big, you know, bolus of information right away and we're all excited. And I don't want to be changing my ranks every damn day. <laughs> and I don't want to be confusing people either. But I try to give these type things, unless it's an injury or something, right? We need to react very quickly on those. But I try not to overreact. So, for example, I gave you my thoughts on James Conner, but I haven't moved him yet. I just gave you my thoughts on Cam Akers, but I haven't moved him yet. Like with those players, I want to hear multiple pieces of information, right? I'm not just going to hear, oh, the first thing I heard, uh, okay, you got to move James Conner down. Like we want the drum beat kind of thing, right? To use the Sigmund Bloom, you know, terminology. I don't think there's a drum beat around either one of those players yet. There's a red, little red flag, you know, that's been raised that's not fully, but halfway to where I'm like, okay, like it's basically saying, look at me, like there could be a problem here, but I don't know that there is one yet. I don't think Acres has that much further to move down, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe a spot. But if he was in a 50-50 split somehow, that yeah. would def- he would definitely not be worth where he's going. I think you and I are of the mind. You tell me where you're at. I, I think this is probably still a 60-40, yes. maybe 65-35. But I think 60-40 feels right to me. I think Acres will be the definitive lead back. I think the Super Bowl is maybe our best piece of uh, our most actionable one-game sample. And we saw Henderson, I think, get four or five targets and four carries. Maybe Sonny Michelle had a couple carries. Cam Akers led the way, I think, with a 55 or 60% snap rate. So I, I don't think Sony Michelle is really going to be replaced. I just think it's going to be split up between Henderson and uh, Cam Akers. So honestly, I think both guys are arguably underpriced. This is a situation where if either one got hurt, I expect the other one to completely take over the backfield. I wouldn't think that you know they're going to sign guys off the street in order to make this into a committee or something like that. So the only thing that could really make it interesting, Dwayne, uh, would be a trade of sorts. Seems like for now, the Kareem Hunt chatter has died down, but who the hell knows? We did see the Philadelphia Eagles note that uh, a beat reporter is saying that they could potentially be looking to trade for a running back. You know, Dude, if he goes there, it, Miles Sanders, curtains. Good night. Bye-bye. Like, that, well, why else would they trade for him? And, that, <laughs> and that's why we've been high Ooh. on Kareem Hunt. Like, I don't know. Behind that not, offensive line, Ian? Oh, I'm, my God. I'm not saying Kareem Hunt walks into any team in the NFL and is just the undisputed three-down RB1, but I don't know why a team would trade for him to make him, like, the freaking RB3. I, I think I, there are 10 teams where he could do it, and they were on my list. Like, I, I, I yeah. put a tweet out on it this weekend, and they would be one of my preferred options. Like, most people were like, oh, immediately Texans, Atlanta. I had those on my list, but I had them at the very bottom, right? Because they're bad teams. Yeah. And I just don't see them trading, you know, for them. The, the tweet was mainly just about, like, here are the backfields where he probably immediately takes over or takes over pretty quickly. So, all right. We got one, two, three picks till us. Sad news, uh, friends. Amon Ross St. Brown is off. The board. Oh. That was really, really. The, uh, <laughs> we wanted here you know how about, 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 about Harmon's nickname for him oh i love it uh, bud like yeah, cooper bud cup like cooper cup that's the best that's possibly the best nickname that i've ever heard for any player in, in my life I, uh, <laughs> when I, I saw that i was like that is freaking greatness i had the shotgun and bud line the randomizer last week felt good Dwayne. i think you got sometimes you gotta look yourself in the mirror and shotgun a beer all right we are up next oh and notice look look We'll talk about it in a second because we've got a pick. So Elijah Mitchell goes off the board. Okay, so just looking, we want want two receivers here. So I think, you know, we've got several guys in the queue. Bateman, Davis, Godwin, Michael Thomas. We have to take one of them here. Um, 
I think we both have Thomas and Godwin ranked the highest, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to get two. Um, did did Metcalf go? Yeah, Doesn't he matter. Did. He did go. Yeah. Okay, because I I did. All right, I was just making sure. Okay. Would you rather have Bateman over Goblin? Thomas? My thought is we got to take Bateman or Gabe Davis first, and we let one of the others. We got to play the game of letting one of the other two fall back because we want two. That's true. They could fall. So I, I want Bateman. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't let's go Bateman. Let's go Bateman. That's fine. Right. I didn't realize Thomas was a uh, was that far down. Yeah, but, I think we get one of Godwin. You never know Thomas coming back, but that I'm just and also just trying to help like listeners. Like, yes, you have your ranks. But the way you build your team is is you got to give yourself outs to hit the big teams. And if we take Michael Thomas first, there's a very good chance after we pick Rashad Bateman, Gabriel Davis, all the rest of them go off, right? Michael Thomas gives us a chance for one of them to come back. Now, he could go right here to one of these people on the turn, like very possible. I feel pretty good, though, because now we've got three receivers to Team 11, two receivers to Team 12. Doesn't necessarily mean anything in a double flex. These guys yeah. could go any way they want here. Um. So we got okay. pretty fortunate that Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson went before it got back to us. Justin Herbert also going helps us that, that push. We've got a few receivers sitting here in the queue. Maybe one of these guys gets tempted by David Montgomery sitting at the top of the queue. He normally goes pick 46. So this is the dynamic I'm talking about. Look at team three, Cooper cup, Debo Samuel, Michael Fuck. Pittman, DK Metcalf. He basically Come said on. F off one more. He oh, said F off. It's okay. To all of those other backs we just talked about, he took AJ Dillon ahead of David Montgomery, ahead of Josh Jacobs. So like, this is the thing I'm talking about. These people are getting really, um, people are getting bold, right? And they're like, okay, I don't care if the guy, you know, is a starter. And you and I have already talked about this, right? We have AJ Dillon a bunch of, ahead of a bunch of those guys. But now like the masses are catching on. And so, so yeah, nice I know. I, I'm, I'm trying not to freak out. We have one receiver <laughs> left in our queue, Ian, but it's okay. I'm going to put this one is, more over there. I'm this is not live. Over there. This is not live. No one can be sniping us. I say we take Lamar yeah, Jackson okay. if Michael Thomas goes. No, I think we let the, I honestly think we let the quarterback go. I think we're going to still get one because Lamar Jackson's on the board. That's fine. You still got, you still got a shot at Kyler. We got Trey Lance in our back pocket. Um, okay. Still got Jalen Hurts on the board. I think we need to take one of the receivers to just be give honest. us Michael Thomas. I just want you, Michael you, Thomas. I, I do too. I don't I ask do. for that much. Yeah. We're just one pick away. Um, and he's down to the wire here. So I'm going to be. Yes. All right, sweet. We get it. Oh, and boom, Woo! we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> but again, like th that's why we had to do it that way. If we yeah. don't take, if we take Michael Thomas first, we're probably not going to bait. We get Elijah Moore. I promise you Bateman goes, Godwin goes, Davis goes, Juju goes, we get Elijah Moore, which isn't terrible. I had a Elijah Moore in the queue. Like we like the player. Right. Um, but we don't necessarily love the situation. <laughs> so know, there's a, a lot of qu quarterback questions. There's a well, there I'm goes the quarterback. So you might be right. So Jalen Hurts. Hurts off the board, QB three, right where Mr. Evan Silva has him and heard some similar remarks uh, from Rich Rebar talking about having, you know, at least Jalen ahead of Lamar Jackson there. I'm I don't know about that just yet, man, but I'm definitely fine with having him in that top tier of guys. I don't think that he needs to be treated that much different than than the other quarterbacks we're looking at there. Yeah, I think people should just let Patrick Mahomes fall in this draft because they think he sucks, and we'll just take him in the next. <laughs> <laughs> but look so, at this: people avoiding David Montgomery. Like, this is very, you know, interesting. Like, what what's going on here with the way ADPs are moving right now? Um, Montgomery sliding down boards, Josh Jacobs sliding down boards, guys like AJ Dillon moving up boards. 
Um, and maybe, you know, maybe I need to sh- shut my mouth on Twitter, Ian. Let me, maybe that's the deal. I don't know. <laughs> like quarterbacks going sooner. Um, you know, Josh Allen goes in the third here, but Jalen Hurts going in round six. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. Don't normally see the quarterbacks go as early here. And I'm not necessarily, I don't like taking the quarterback until round seven or eight in this format because you have the double flex. Yeah. You got to fill two flex spots. So it's a different ball game. I'm cool with that there. And there's a chance that one of them still slides Pollard right in the six, man. Us. See what I mean? Dave Montgomery on the board and we're somebody's taking Pollard. See, this like was, I was texting you about this earlier and you Pollard like, RB 23 is ridiculous, Dwayne. I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying, I, I think the slot, I think the slot narrative is actually possible based on the Cowboys wide receiver death. That's all. That's my main point to you. I think the bigger point is like, he's been getting the two minute offense work and drills. That's all he needs. The, the slot thing. The problem is it just doesn't equal much. It'll be like 120 routes max. But he doesn't need you know? that many more touches per game to be at like 15 carries and targets. I mean, what was he at last year? I'm just saying like last year, like if you look at, uh, Naheem Hines and a lot of these guys, how many targets they actually get from the slot. Like he was already at, I'm just saying he was already at 11, like 11 touches per game last year. All he needs to do is get four more. There goes Mahomes. Look, it's fine. My, my, my point is like, we're just betting on something that doesn't normally happen. And and you're, and I think people are feeding themselves the narrative to make themselves feel comfortable so they can take Pollard in round (laughs) six. That's what's happening. Like let's just round six is absurd. Round six. is absurd. We're not, we're not playing any sort of percentages here with Pollard. We're just wanting to bet on the upside and we want to give ourselves reasons to feel okay about doing it in round three. And this guy has Ezekiel Elliott on his team already. Like I hate this build. You know what, man? I I don't, the thing about Pollard going off this year, the victory laps would be on like, could not deal with it on Twitter. We'd all like log out for like a day or two and just let those people get their 48 hours. in. I mean, yeah, it, I, I don't think there could well, be. Here, here's the problem. <laughs> I don't know that anyone can take the victory lap. Every, everyone like his ADP is round seven. Dwayne, someone will know? always try to take a victory lap. Well, that, that's, that's just true. the way fantasy Twitter works. You know, that's true. So there goes David Montgomery. Um, what pick are we at there? That, so that that's round six pick five. Yeah. So we're nearly 72 picks in, you know, like, what is that? Like pick 67. David Montgomery normally goes pick 47. He fell 20 spots in the draft. That's when you take David Montgomery. Yeah, we we skipped him for Michael Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need I and there like goes Jacobs. Another, another wide receiver. Yeah. I would take Michael Thomas over uh over Oh yeah, I know, dude. We're good. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I was just messing with you. There goes <laughs> Thielen. Well, here's what I like. We've definitely got a different build. Um, I think Michael Thomas is gonna end up being one of our more rostered wide receivers. Look, sure. and here goes Joe Burrow. This is actually good. I wouldn't mind. Like, if people just want to get crazy with the quarterbacks here and make us wait around or even have to, you know, do something later, like push something back down this way. Joe Burrow Although, going ahead of Kyler and Lamar Jackson. Now, what silly. world are we living in? Dwayne, the wrong, like, the wrong one. The wrong yeah. one, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think where you have Burrow is fine. Put him at the top of that tier with uh, Brady and Russ. I, I am there for that. But when I'm seeing people really pushing him up right into kind of the same range as the top tier, man, I, I don't see it at all. Like last year, again, one of, if not the – Number one, adjusted completion rate, you know, top five in yards per attempt. Like you can construct an argument that Burrow was the most accurate and efficient quarterback in the league last year. And he was a quarterback 10 in fantasy points per game. So maybe Zach Taylor does just, you know, turn the passing volume all the way up. If that That's his path to it working, but that's far from a guarantee. And I just think that the floor is so much higher with these dual threats ahead of him. So nothing against Burrow, but especially in that build, man, I, I just... That's not the guy. There goes Lamar. 
Thoughts so on? we we got Lamar at this pick in our first draft. We got him. We got him in round seven, pick ten. Could Kyler fall? Oh my God! I shouldn't have even said it. Yeah, he it's, probably won't now. But there's a chance he just has to get past these three picks. All all the guys after all the guys after pick five have a quarterback. You got Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, and Hertz on oh those my. squads. So if we get past these, we got three it's more. Very picks. very possible. Yeah. Oh man. So. But these teams are built pretty balanced. My guess is one of them take Kyler, but we'll see. By the way, Dwayne, we've gotten several requests about your lovely uh, cheat sheet here. I would like to use in drafts. Might uh, so Dwayne's been wondering about maybe ways to get it out there in an article or something. Ideally, we have a, a PFF app that is going to have just some fantastic fantasy tools that are attempting to give you all this and much more on the way here. In I don't want to give a you know certain time frame but i would really hope the next uh week or two potentially so just you know we, we hear you our uh, our main goal is to give you guys a cheat sheet of sorts for the draft uh we'll see what we can do there but Dwayne, god damn it calamari off the board <laughs> yeah drake london off the board and look at that again ramondre stevenson this person has aj they took aj Dillon in round five and then oh they reached god. two around on Ramondre Stevenson, who's already probably priced two rounds too high. Have yeah, they, did anyone, like, dude, if, 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 if we have to even talk about Ty Montgomery, that's bad, folks. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And it's the Patriots. This Ramondre Stevenson in round seven crap is silly. It's lunacy. Yeah. It's lunacy. Fine. You want to take him around eight or nine as you're upside back. Rock and roll, man. Go and for P- it. And but, Pierre Strong's barely been practicing. Like, we're going to start hearing about him soon, too. Yep. Lazard and Renfro off the board. You know me, heartbroke over Lazard. I'll have to scroll so far down my list. I want I can't even find him to mark him off. Do you, I mean, one of the best lines one of my buddies used to use when I first started playing fantasy football, you know, somebody'd yeah. make a pick and he'd be like, Who is that? He goes, Well, I guess I'll write them down so I can mark them off. <laughs> like they weren't on his list already. Just okay, it's on us. Hopkins. Yeah, that's where that's that's my thought is Hopkins as well, and maybe we'll f- come back with some Kadarius Tony. We'll fill, yeah, we'll fill the first six weeks somehow, and we're gonna Let's have see here. Yep, DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins. But by, by, by the time one of Henry or Connor uh, just completely blow out a tire, we'll have Hopkins come back from. <laughs> That's the key. We'll become a second half wide receiver team here. Yeah, I agree. I think Tony. We hope him comes back. Uh, Evan Silva made a good point about all the. You know, hey, not to offend anyone, but maybe the age in these drafts, Dwayne, might be uh, up there. So maybe Trey Lance, uh, some of these dual threat quarterbacks that the Boomers uh, aren't in love with, end up falling to us a little bit. I mean, Trey, I got Lance. I have Lance cued. um, That's just just on top of it, though. Yeah, I've got. You could talk me into it, though. There goes Kadarius Tony. Like, I really thought about taking Tony first there, to be honest. (sighs) Uh, Yeah, and and, but I was looking behind us, and I thought, let's just do it because both guys already have four wide receivers. And again, it doesn't always mean everything. He just took his fifth. Hmm. And I like the pick. I think he made a, I thought it was a good pick, you know, for his team. Like we've done that before. Do, um, we got three wide receivers now. Do we take cream hunt or Trey Lance? I think we could take cream hunt. We could take Trey Lance. Um, what see it's an interesting dynamic now this is what i was talking about that makes it so weird you got miles sanders and all these other guys that should be gone that are now uh, sitting here there goes miles sanders speaking of but i'll tell you what man like the cream hunt thing <laughs> bro we just keep traded 
I know. We keep looking straight past Claude versus Hilaire. It's just hilarious. Man, I know. It's like every time last draft. Like every time we down. do one of these drafts, or like we're just like, all right, I guess we gotta move. We gotta move Ceh down. I just want to take Pacheco later. <laughs> <laughs> or Rojo, like, man. Pacheco, I, I, the Pacheco I, I, thing has real buzz. Um, and there's like, a little you know, Rojo love too from the enemy. Um, I'll try to. It might have been. Um, my Jack, thought is of Pacheco might have been Jack Miller with the ones. It's that. like, come yeah. on, man. Like, yeah. It's looking. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine to take him as a last round guy. Just, but let's not completely forget about. Um, Ro- Ro- I did move side. Rojo down. I moved Pacheco up. I have Pacheco not inside my top one hundred and fifty, but high enough that if you're using my ranks, you're going to be drafting a lot as like one of your last picks. See, there goes Chase Edmonds. What do you think here, Lance versus Hunt? What do you lend? Isn't this crazy, dude? I'm telling you, like the people we've been naming, Chase Edmonds. Uh, all these guys are now going earlier, you know, in drafts and people are passing Clyde Edwards, Alaire and these other folks for them. Like, so James Cook, Kareem Hunt, Trey Lance are kind of, and there goes Traylon Burks. That's where I'm at. What are your thoughts? I think we've got the three running backs. Um, but, but to your point, like DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing early. I kind of like getting Kareem Hunt or James Cook here. I think Hunt, just because of the additional upside of the potential trade for now, like I would take first. Let's take Hunt right now. There's at least a chance that Lance comes back yep. to us. And even if he doesn't. Well, a lot of these guys have quarterback. Only two don't. And look. On that end. If if we have to get like Brady or Russ or someone. In the yeah, it's fine. Like, that's okay. We're good. And there goes James Cook right after us. So. Cool. All right. So to start off this hopeful number one draft travis kelsey in the first round then we went three running backs derrick henry travis Etienne, and james connor managed to get all of them at value made sure after that to fix up our wide receiver room right quick rashad bateman michael thomas and deandre hopkins and then just based on the guys available weren't quite able to get Kadarius telling to fall to us got kareem hunt knowing that we're not going to have hopkins for the first six weeks of the season we are hopeful that Trey Lance falls back to us in round nine. If not, we were comfortable with the rest of the quarterback options there. I still think there are enough wide receivers, Dwayne, in the wide receiver 50-60 range where we're going to be able to get one or two in the next round and feel pretty good about the spot. We don't – it's – hey, obviously every pick comes with a cost, so, you know, we need to remember that too. But, you know, one of the advantages taking that early round uh, tight end, it's always a pain in these middle rounds when, uh, you know, you have multiple positions. There's so much that, you want. Yeah, exactly. So at least when you get, and it's the same thing with quarterback. Like I I know you're using one of these earlier picks on it, but luckily when you take the great tight end or the great quarterback, you're taking one and you're done. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, you say it perfectly. Like once you get to this range there, like between, and we've talked about it all. We've been talking about it honestly, since like April (laughs) when we we took our first assessment of this way too way too early but like when we were doing the reverse engineering of some teams just to get like an early bead on what these things may look like um yeah I mean that was this that was our sentiment then like man you're gonna want a lot of different things between round seven and twelve good news is like you can have a pretty big shopping list and you can get a lot of it the part you got to remember is what's your roster construction and make sure that you don't shoot yourself in the foot because it could be it's real easy um, to want to keep on going after you know a certain position when maybe you need to let up a tad and address something else. So as long as you're aware, you're paying attention. Like I think it's fine. Did did we get any update on the issue with Christian Kirk? Because it looks like he could slide this draft. Like he's been sitting at the top of the queue for a minute. I have zero exposure to Christian Kirk like in this format, so I didn't know if. 
you, you had heard anything best, on him. Do you have a ton in best ball? I have a, I have some. I have some. I moved him up my ranks a little bit uh, this past week. So it would only make sense that like he would know. Christian Kirk uh, is expected to be fun. Okay. All right. Just making sure. That way, if he comes back and he's staring at us, it's like we've already had that conversation. I don't I don't hate Christian Kirk where he's going at and also as a person, but he's not <laughs> he's not someone like you know, sometimes you see those articles like, oh, you can't miss on Christian Kirk this year. How could you not? Yeah, pick Christian? that's kind of where that's I'm about like, as good as the articles I see that say T. Higgins is their number one avoid. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? T. Like, Higgins, what- like this person must have never studied any breakout metric in their life. Avoid T. Higgins, man. Dude, especially especially like in a draft like this when he's going wide receiver 13 man like all right now you're taking him next to a fellow wide receiver twos on their own team or like number ones just in a terrible offense so wide receiver 13 man again we have like wide receiver eight i believe yeah i mean look he's a young dude that basically parallels cd lamb and all the breakout metrics the only difference is we do know there's a guy that can cap his upside, but that doesn't mean we can't have two of them, you know, just out there eating, you know, right. and look, it's not out of the range of outcomes that T Higgins is actually the best wide receiver on the team this year. Like, look, we love Jamar chase, but T Higgins is really good in his own right. Um, so th- that's my main point. I-, I think people get too hung up on the fact that he plays with Jamar chase. Can you think of a wide receiver combo from the past that kind of relates to these two guys? I wanted to well, throw the, the the last two really really good ones that are this there. young that are this young together like a lot of them yeah. it's a an older vet like Roddy White going out Julio coming in right even like, like you, even like Brandon Marshall being like Brandon Marshall being older Alshon Jeffrey coming yes. in. but both these guys I have are two young. guys this that's young true. is true. pretty wild that's that's very unique I mean if you had a quarterback and you were throwing the ball all the time in San Francisco I mean who knows maybe Ayuk <laughs> is one of those I mean we know Debo is. Man, that's it's one of those things, man. We're gonna have some good. Uh, that's one of our main questions for Matt Harmon uh, tomorrow. We're just trying to get a read on that 49ers uh, receiver room because talent is there. And while last year the disparity between Ayuk and Debo was obviously, you know, wrong and too big, uh, um, just on the the wrong spectrum of it completely. You could argue, man. There's a chance that Debo and Ayuk uh, ADP this year is uh, a bit too wide. I haven't looked specifically at. Ayuk's expected points during the second half of the season, but you know I've already talked damn on here plenty about. Lance. Damn, I've already talked plenty about how Debo's uh, crashed and burned. It's just one of those things, man. We're like, we're not talking about the 49ers or Debo just being terrible. It's just like Kittle and Ayuk are really, really good too. And it wouldn't be the worst thing ever to see the offense just have more of a uh, split approach. And especially, man, when you go from Jimmy G to Trey Lance. I mean, what we've seen, Dwayne, a lot with Jalen Hurts and. Uh, some of just these really heavy dual threat quarterbacks. It's great for them. Everyone else on the offense, not so much necessarily. Yeah, that's, that's the big challenge. (laughs) You know, there's only one ball to go around as you like to say. Uh, And when you're in a run heavy offense and we know the quarterbacks, the quarterback's going to contribute to that. It it makes it a challenge for sure. So, but all all explosive playmakers and there's always outs for people with talent. You know, that's the thing that, you know, you got to remember, especially once you get down into these rounds um, and later, like I stop worrying as much about pecking order and I start looking for, OK, who are the players I really want? Like right now, there went another one. Sky Moore just went off the board. Like would have loved to draft Sky Moore on this team. Um, Garrett Wilson, you know, is one that makes me glad we don't have Elijah Moore. 
Um, cause Garrett Wilson, honestly, kind of reminds me of what we were doing last year with Jalen Waddle when everybody was like, man, we don't want Jalen Waddle. He's got Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosick. He ain't getting nothing, man. Tua sucks. And the next <laughs> thing you know, we're like, okay, yep. Top 12 receiver done. G- Garrett Wilson, early round draft pick, you know, yep. our favorite prospect. I think you had him graded as your number one. I had him graded as my number one receiver yeah, buddy. in the class. So. Hey, he's right there with it. All these rookies have been slipping, honestly. Even Drake London, where'd he go in this draft? Wide receiver 35. I mean, Dwayne, I feel like before the draft happened, he was someone that was, you know, almost pushing the top 24, depending on the room you were in. Jamison Williams, obviously, he's got the injury thing going on uh, with him. But Jamar Chase being as expensive as he was, um, I forget who read, might have been Anthony Amico who uh, put it out there that, like, he was the pretty much most expensive rookie wide receiver ever. Like Amari Cooper was up there a lot too, but you don't usually see that. So when you see these high round picks, yeah, falling into just almost wide receiver five territory, pay attention. Dwayne, we're almost up. Yeah, Melgo and Rashad Penny both go off the board. All right, do the guys between us have quarterbacks? Or wait, no, Rashad Penny did not go. No, but I I don't, I I feel like we need to grab Garrett Wilson here is my thought. Pray that one of Russ and Brady come. Yeah, and if they don't, like we've kind of talked about this, like we like Justin Fields, we feel like he's just flying, just falling, free falling down boards. We'll we still could get still, we could still a get Stafford, a Kirk Cousins, or, or a, okay, yeah, Garrett Wilson. Uh, my thought go. is go ahead and grab Garrett Wilson here because, like, he's he's for sure like kind of the last thing. Honestly, after this, we still Ron, need some more receivers. Rondo, um, I, I don't like. I feel pretty good at running back, and that's where this becomes challenging. Bro, 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 bro. bro. Rondale and that completely covers the Hopkins. I love the Rondale Moore call. And like I think this is a place to do it. For I don't sure. think I don't think we're killing our upside here. These are guys that could very no. well co- coexist each other. And like that's pretty nice security with a 10th round pick potentially. Yeah, I agree. I almost so I, I I like Russ. I like Brady. I've got Rondale in the queue. Um do we go Rondale over? Do we say screw it? Rondale could fall. Uh, I don't think so. Like if you click over to wide receiver uh, in oh, your queue there, you'll see Rondell's the second receiver on the, on the deal. Like we might, he could yeah. go right here. So forget that. All right. I, I would be down for Rondell. And if we take a quarterback, that's fine too. It's funny. I've seen a lot of really strong stances on Rashad Penny. Uh, I, I struggled to get my arms around it. He just went to pick after us. Kenneth Walker went in round nine as well. I, you know, look, I, I think Rashad Penny and Kenneth Walker are both good players. Uh, my, my struggle with it is like, really? I mean, you really think you know who's going to get that ball and that we don't really think it's just going to be shared? Well, I don't look. And I we've don't think, got a terrible offense. <laughs> I, I think we overrate the importance of offensive line with fantasy running backs because volume and just overall offensive environment is more important. But the Seahawks have PFF's 32nd ranked offensive line. If there ever was a situation that needs a great offensive line for these early down backs to actually fulfill these expectations, it's Seattle, Brady, or Rondale. Dwayne, I'm comfortable letting you pick. Okay, so here's the deal. Only one team behind us still needs a quarterback. Uh, They do not have a piece of the Tampa Bay offense. Um. That's risky. And we've talked. Yeah, we've talked, and we've talked about the arbitrage plays. Yeah, let's take Rondell Moore here. Let's go late. Yeah, I like it. And we just need it on this build. Like the way we've built, I like getting the additional receiver here. And again, every other team having a quarterback gives us a good shot. If team four 
wants to stay on the path they're on and let Brady go by. Like he probably makes it back to us. We just need Brady to make it past one team. Oh man. Woo. Got to come all the way back. That's the thing being at this turn feels good to get your draft picks out. But it's a long way back for these guys. Pat Fryerman. I'm, trying to, I'm not, trying to get caught up. Did Tyler Boyd go? I don't think he did. I think he's still there. Yeah. I, okay. I actually just took him in my uh, Apex Riders expert league with uh, some of these other guys. We were talking about it with uh, Rich Rebar on the pod, Dwayne. The wide receivers absolutely fly off the board in this league. Let me get Any my... industry draft almost. They, they fly off the board. This one's almost like obnoxious. Like you just need to like adjust your strategy for it. Let's see. My first, I know no one probably cares. I'm filling up a little bit of time here. First eight rounds. I got Lamar, Saquon, and Derrick Henry. Boyd, Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Michael Thomas. Saquon and Derrick Henry? That's yeah. a, it's a super flex? No. No. Wow. Just balling. Uh, yeah, and then wide receivers, relatively weak. Michael Thomas, Thielen, Hopkins, and Boyd. But I got Kyle Pitts there as well. So, yeah, the uh, it's good to put you know what we preach into practice, Dwayne. And I continue to really like Kyle Pitts in round three if the right players are gone. Because, again, I agree. Uh, it's – once you start comparing him to kind of like, as people can see on the YouTube over here, like once you get into the Cortland Sutton, Marquise Browns's of the world and the group underneath that, you just start having similar projections and take the tight end. And I'm pretty sure the freaking wide receiver you're looking at is maybe not that specific one will be back in round four, but someone in that tier is almost guaranteed to be there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pitts. Uh, like I, I just want it. I want as much pits as I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I haven't been able to scratch the itch enough. Put it on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, I do. I need Albert O. My, I, what is the t-shirt? I need to scratch my pits. I want as much pits as I can get. I just, <laughs> I think that would slap. Albert O, tight end 13 off the board in round 10. I, see, that's where I'm going to start complaining again, Dwayne. We'll see, though. I mean, the Tim Patrick thing. It, yeah, it it's does... just that it's tight end premium. So that's why you see Yeah, it. that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, even but it's as his second overall. tight end, you know. Yeah. So, so what are you thinking? Like, what are your thoughts like right now? Like seeing how early AJ Dillon and Tony Pollard are going, you got Josh Jacobs falling. Ramondre Stevenson has gone from around 11, 10 pick to round seven. Now Clyde Edwards, Alaire falls to round eight. That's the interesting thing about team three. They reach for AJ Dillon, uh, not by a ton, by a little bit. He's normally a, around six picks. So if you want to make sure you get him, if you start four wide receivers, like they did, that's probably what you got to do. Then Josh Jacobs, uh, fell uh, actually no where they took AJ Dillon was about a round reach because it was going the other way in pick five around five and they come back Josh Jacobs basically falls half a round so they get value then they reach on Ramondre Stevenson by a round and then they get like a two round discount on Clyde Edwards Alaire so it kind of all worked out like they still they got the upside guys and and maybe that will end up being the new strategy you know, sometimes you got to look at okay well what if I have to take AJ Dillon or Tony Pollard early but I can still get the other guys the problem is, do you want Josh Jacobs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Do you want to take four running backs between round five and eight, you know, with some of them being the names you don't particularly, you know, want? Um, so I don't know. I'm just thinking through this out loud because it's it's going to be interesting. Like you don't normally see the streams cross like this where all of a sudden people are leaping, um, you know, some of these backs that we know have roles for the upside guys. We're playing chicken with these running backs that people don't want to draft, but it's starting to get to the point where, you know, it's like 
Tyler Lockett, he actually went wide receiver 45 here, but you just started seeing this guy pushing and his ranks just slowly been moving down all offseason. And I think uh, that's what we're kind of seeing with these running backs at this point. So, hey, man, don't hate the player, hate the ADP. Miles yeah. Sanders, you know, round five is pretty irresponsible, but my God, he almost fell into round eight uh, at this point. So I just. I'm still I'm still very happy, Dwayne, with being able to get Kareem Hunt and James Cook uh, and even Cordero Patterson kind of in that round eight to round nine range. I will say it'd just know, be nice if all those other names were still on the board. Sorry, sorry, that those that those people were all gone. Because what happens when those people are they're not gone, what that means is more receivers or another position went. Or someone just reached around and took all the upside players, you know, that you want. Neither one of them are necessarily good. So we'll have to think through like what is the pivot, right? How do you pivot away from that? Yeah. Um, or or how do you handle that in drafts? How are you feeling? This about is the, the pick team? right here. If hey. Tom Brady gets past this team, yeah. pick right, team, we this we got a shot. My gut says they and they're not. They go with Kenneth Gainwell. Let's go. How are you feeling so about someone the team would have to double up quarterback now? And they may, because some people will just be like, I ain't giving team 10, <laughs> you know, Tom Brady. So we could see them uh still take Tom Brady. If we get Tom Brady here, do we just take Julio on the way back and just say you read my let it ride? Fucking, you read my fucking mind, Dwayne. Uh, <laughs> how do you just in general though? How do you feel about the team through ten rounds? I, I like it, um, and it's different, right? So I mean, the way we've started the last two times, so variety alone, like you know, we we get access to Kelsey, Derrick Henry, we get past ADP by like six six picks. So, yeah. and we want Derrick Henry in the second round. That's where we want access. We get it. Travis Etienne falls four or five picks past ADP. We get him. James Conner falls. Uh, he's he's picked 32. What did we get him at? Or We got him at pick 39. Nice. So we got James Conner at a seven round discount. Then we just pounded the receivers. Rashad Bateman, Michael Thomas, come back with DeAndre Hopkins. And, and that's a strategy, right? DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we got to go the first six weeks. But the way we built our team, I love DeAndre Hopkins, right? That we get yeah. him eventually. And then we grab Kareem Hunt. And dude, if Kareem Hunt somehow got traded, we're starting four running backs week one. And if, if you can hit on four running backs and you get those weekly ceilings that the running backs give you, and I've had them before in this format, like it doesn't always work out because injuries and everything, but when it does work out, oh my God, like it can be a real thing of beauty. So, bro, and if Hunt like doesn't that, get traded, he could still beat this just fine. He's not going to ride the bench at Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, look, dude, he scored 17 points per game over the first five weeks last year with that, that, exactly. Hunt. I mean, so. <laughs> with with Nick Chubb. So, I wouldn't mind grabbing Dearness Johnson later, just because if for some reason a trade happens, we get double leverage off of it. At this point, Dearness, I mean, I think he could be traded as well. That's another thing that maybe isn't how. Either way, it's good for Dearness Johnson. So he's cool. very Herbert. fine. Um, I I, I had tweak odds. It's my favorite kind of running backs per kind of round 10 and on and round 18 i had chris evans and some folks were throwing out Darren johnson Derek might, Carr just might be honest something of, Derek Carr just went sorry i have to stop you Derek Carr just went in front of us let's go two quarterbacks and we get tom brady let's go man that's pretty, how far past adp was brady uh he goes in round 10 we just got him in round 11 he goes round 9 and 10 so Let's I'd have to go. I, I got to refilter to say show players that have already been taken to see what Brady's ADP is. Do right. not let the Samoa Stranglers get hot. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> hot right now. We're running hot. <clears throat> but, you know, we took Kareem Hunt. Then we come back with Garrett Wilson and Rondell Moore. So two young players, Rondell Moore uh, being the option that probably really has the potential, the potential to pop for us. 
uh, early with DeAndre Hopkins out. So I really like it. I like Julio Jones coming back. Um, I like Jacoby Myers. I like Devontae Parker. I think we need another receiver here. <sighs> Julio you, could just... me in, you could talk me into Irv Smith. I know we've already got the early round tight end, but you can flex tight end. Maybe Irv went. Uh, yeah, a... he did. Ir- Irv Smith did go. Yeah. All right. This is a good spot for Julio. Yeah. Yeah. Round 12. We got Brady. Yeah, this is about where he goes. I honestly thought about we couldn't do it. I didn't want to risk it. Both guys behind us have a quarterback, but the thought crossed my mind. Grab Julio. There's no way they're taking a quarterback. <laughs> and then and then we just for sure have the stack. But I would be much more upset if someone took Brady, right? Yeah. And we missed out on him. Like that would be more upsetting to me than missing Julio. Julio, I mean it's gonna be real Tolbert. It's gonna be real interesting how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rotate these wide receivers. Look, here's the thing. We're just making a bet on talent late. Anybody could get hurt. The underlying metrics for Julio were still really good last year. And also when we go back in time, when we look at the players that have been as good as Julio, I was surprised at how many of them had huge seasons, even at age 33. Like, even, honestly, like even I, if he's somehow doing, I forgot some of these names, even if he's somehow just the straight up, which he, he might be the straight up wide receiver four. he's the highest upside wide receiver four in fantasy, probably at that point. And uh, before you could say, I think, Hamler with good health, but you know, now he's a wide receiver three in Denver. So it's, it's hard to handcuff wide receivers. I honestly, I, you know, I had some real deep benches last year where I had Tyler Johnson and like, that just didn't work out because it's not quite the same, uh, obviously as when running backs get injured, but it is Julio freaking Jones. They went out. What was it? Dwayne? I think up to 6 million on the contract, not huge, but you know, it's about the same as Juju. And we sure seem to be hyped about that dude. And Julio's on the squad, sir. Let's go. That's good. I, I haven't got him on a, you know, still only have a handful of redraft teams out here. But what changed good, me good was good. laying in bed last weekend, like I said, staring at my phone on Pro Football Reference, literally looking up the ages of all these top 50 receivers all time, which Julio's in the top 50, and just looking at how many of them still had big seasons, you know, because my research I had done earlier in the year was back to 2011 and it didn't speak as well. But Adam Hardstad had come to me and said, hey, you need to look further back. It's not as it's not as you know doom and gloom when you do. And once I did, and which is what we love about Twitter, right, and social media, and all these smart people, um, like Adam's certainly one of the smartest out there, um, and he knows everything. Uh, he'll tell you he doesn't know everything. I think he may actually know everything, but like he definitely knows a lot about uh, what he calls the mortality tables, like when the cliffs hit, how likely are they to hit, all that kind of stuff. And like just just going back and honestly just looking through the names, I was like, you know. I think I told you this, and I don't remember if we mentioned on the pod last time. I don't think we did, but I think it was just you and I having a conversation. But how old was T.O. when he came to the Dallas Cowboys when he went off for like the 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns? This one blew my mind. You said 33, right? 33. Oh, my God. And he's not the only name on it. There's a ton of names. Like, everybody knows Jerry Rice, right? Everybody knows Tim Brown did some stuff late, you know. But, like, there's just a lot of receivers that still did well. So, Julio, the thing is – he was good last year when he was out there. Um, and, and that's all I guess we can really count. Like, could he be hurt? Yep, he could be hurt. But when he was out there, he was a good player. So I, I'm just going to lean into that. And when you do it with Tom Brady, like, this is the time to do it. When you get Tom Brady in round 11, that's the draft you take Julio Jones in round 12, especially when you started uh, with a tight end and three running backs to start your build. Dude, like, wide receiver 58. I, I know the rounds are getting up there. He was going white. Like, let's see where Will Fuller goes in this draft. That's probably around where Julio was going before this happened. 
you could argue the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the single best team you could have landed on. So if that's always going to be boosted towards, that's fine. I, I would not probably be a willing buyer if he would be, uh, you know, up into the wide receiver four range with guys like Traylon Burks, Alave, Claypool, uh, and, and kind of that mess of guys. But again, next to we took Julio next to picture with Nico Collins and Jacoby Myers. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but especially after just gotten Brady, all the Julio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're there goes Pacheco round twelve. That's your new price. Tag. What? Stop yep. it. This is. This is insane. Yeah, and that's this- what's going to take. I mean, that's why I put him nearly in the top 50 because my thought was like, I don't want to, I'm not totally against taking him in round 12. What? But come on, though. Like, what's what's going to happen here? What if he just beats out Derek? Look, 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 look it's, a ma- it's a matter of like where we get, right? Where the tears and things break. And and what else are you sacrificing? And it depends on your build. But the why is he, this really why is he going was- ahead of the pass catcher that just started the whole playoff run? I think is it did Ronald Jones even go yet? I don't think he has. Ronald Jones is still available. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you, dude. I told you a lot's happened in the last week that's gonna freak you out. Not Dwayne, freak you I, out, but bro, I've been following it. I'm well aware this dude is killing it in practice, but like my god, is he the only guy that we've moved up based on like just having well great it's practices? the offense he plays in and, and the fact that he is rotating with all the guys just right now behind Clyde Edwards Alaire it's also the fact that everybody thinks Clyde Edwards Alaire sucks everybody thinks Ronald Jones sucks it's a perfect narrative what happens right? Dwayne what happens though when the first if the first preseason game comes and Pacheco first touches the field in the fourth quarter yeah it'll change everything and he'll go back down but if he plays you know with the ones for some reason he's he could go up further. So uh, yeah, right. I, look, I get it. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird dynamic. And, and I know you've been following it. I didn't mean to say like you haven't, I just meant like in the draft room when you see where these guys are going. Cause I did a draft with Nelson Souza last week and he's a great high stakes player. Um, and we took Pacheco in round 14. Um, you know, oh and, and Nelson made the call to take him there cause, and he was right. And he know it was over on a different platform, but uh, I was like, really? Like here, we got to do it here. And he was right. Like as soon as we, as soon as that happened, like all the camp buzz players went off the board, which speaking of Isaiah freaking Pacheco, man, there's a, this is going, I feel like this dude's going to finish like the overall RB seven, or he's going to have 10 touches the entire year. I, I, I hope there's no in between. I want the Isaiah Pacheco story to either be just one of the greatest ascensions we've ever seen or just be done with it. You know, is that rational? Not necessarily, but. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, it's it's a valid point, you know, that you're talking about. And the guy takes Jamal Williams coming back. See, honestly, that right there is where if what you're really saying is, man, I'm putting a chip on the Kansas City offense. Why not just take them both? Why not just take Ronald Jones and Pacheco? Like if it's such a good offense and you just got to have a piece of it, why not just lock down the piece? It's not like you're cuffing your second round pick, you know? (laughs) I mean, like for me, like, and also, I mean, I wouldn't mind Jamal Williams falling back to us. It doesn't matter. We're just going to take Rojo if he gets here and we'll just be like, okay, guys, we'll see what happens here. I'm trying to find the tweet from that I mentioned before. Like Eric Bieniemy just came out and like talked about Pacheco and Ronald Jones. And again, this is just so based on, I feel like this is all based on the exact shit that we promised ourselves we wouldn't be paying that much attention to. We've talked about this, Dwayne, how in the beginning of training camp, it's normal for you know a bunch of different running backs to be rotating with the ones. I, I still think... This one has been very consistent, but at the same time, when you see a seventh rounder getting what he's getting, like that's helping drive it. Yeah, it's just, man... This is the upside is massive. Unlike some of these deals, because because it's it's the Chiefs, man. 
if this was going on, you know, on the Patriots, no one would give a shit. Also, because people already have their take lock. Ramondre Stevenson's going to smash, right? People <laughs> don't have take lock. Everybody's scared of CEH. You saw how far he fell. Everybody's scared of Ronald Jones. This and is so, his, yeah. Fallen, free fallen. Yeah, and I, I, move, I move Ronald Jones down like 15 spots in my ranks. Not enough. Look, <laughs> it is a good value with Ronald Dang here. It, but there goes Wandell. That's who I just put over in the queue. Like, now's bro, the time you got to take I still... I don't want Rojo here. I'd rather take these wide receivers here. I know it's a great value, but we have four pretty damn great running backs already. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we've we made our bets at running back, basically. Yeah, if we can get Palmer and McKenzie, dude, I will feel great about our wide receiver room. Yeah, I love KJ Hamler. That's fine. But I like all three of those. I like Palmer, Hamler, McKenzie. Would love to come away with two. Agreed. 100%. Okay. Looking at the other... Jamison Williams would be maybe the next one I'd be looking at. Yeah, not, and for him, like the only he's falling just because like we know he's probably, you know, he's on the NFI list right now. There's a good chance he starts on the pup. There's a chance we don't see him till November. He could just keep falling. So let's yeah. So here there goes go. Marlon Mack. No which one hurt. Which let's one do you definitely queue. want? Which one do you definitely want here? Yeah, and here I don't mind. So Josh Palmer's at the top of the queue. So if you want him, we got to take him. I like I like all these guys. I have them in the same tier. My gut says Hamler's the one I want, but Hamler goes later. I think we got to take Palmer here and we give ourselves a shot at the other coming back. Unless you like one dude. Do we just like Isaiah McKenzie more? I want Josh. <laughs> I, I want Josh Palmer. All right, let's do it. I like it. Uh, that was a lot to work with there. I, I just, we, we, uh, we need, well, we need three picks here. I want all three. <laughs> I really do want all three. Now, Hamler McKenzie is tough all right coming back i like hamler but man mckenzie like if he is the starting slot like what i like is having bets on mckenzie on the teams where i don't have james cook because i kind of operate in the same area you know of the field so it's like something i was kind of trying earlier now it's harder because like the adps have moved up we we could have have we could have both guys go here (laughs) like i want one of them to come back you have them in the same tier. I think that is very warranted. I, I, I love this early 60 range of wide receivers range. Like, uh, I, I love this. <laughs> I lo- sorry. I love this early 60s wide receiver range, Dwayne. And it, again, it's one of those just another example, I think, of the things we've tried to, you know, put forward here doing the positional strategy pods. And we both had some perfect strategy articles going out there, just targeting the helps. right. Jeez, targeting the right range of uh, positions during the draft is so important here. And you're just going to feel a lot better about your overall haul when you're done. So, Hamler. I guess I need to move Dalbs up into the KJ Hamler, Josh Palmer tier. <laughs> oh, man. That's probably fair. At least um, I moved him up. Like, I moved him up like 20 spots. Yeah. You know, so I try not to, oh, again, I try not to overdo it. The, you know, I very rarely will move someone like 50 spots like Pacheco moved like 50 spots. It was very rare that I will move someone that far without an injury. Um, so look at this. Ronald Jones still sitting there. JD McKissick goes, this is funny. I'd be shocked if Rojo doesn't play football somewhere this year. I mean, there he goes. It, it, it would, it, it would, it would obviously be terrible if he got cut from the chiefs, but all right, let's look at this ADP real quick over here. Wide receiver. 
KJ Hamler sitting there at 217, Isaiah McKenzie at 185. If we want any shot at both, we have to take Isaiah McKenzie here. Let's take Isaiah McKenzie. I, um, I think these are the exact number three wide receivers you want. This is what we need. Yeah. This is what we need. No, this is honestly receiver has strengthened between rounds like 12 and 14 off of having more camp news. We feel more confident in who we're taking yep. at these picks now. Whereas running back, right? The everything's kind of changed and there's a little bit of chaos up top in the draft and you have to be on your toes. Receiver has gotten stronger in these in these what we would call late rounds in most drafts. We're in round 14 right now. It's a 20 round draft. So it's a positive thing. And that's why again, man, I would more times than not, I you need one running back, I think, in the first four rounds. And if you can have two and you're not reaching on guys, it feels pretty good to be able to just start attacking wide receiver. You it feels great it. just to draft a team like differently, right? Than yeah. what we have before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, it's all these guys off. Like when we're podcasting and talking and it's like, I miss marking off so many of these names. Middle round 14, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins still. All, no, Stafford St- went, but yeah. Stafford went, but Rodgers and Cousins still available. Interesting. Yeah, again, you can wait on quarterback. Do you feel like we even need a second one? Maybe no. if the right value, I mean, like a field. If, if the right value falls. Round 18 we, or something. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we need one. Would you take Watson in round 18 before we got to take kickers and defense? I'm not against it. Like, because here's the deal. Like if all of a sudden we find out he's not suspended somehow. At a like, minimum, his value is so much higher. Like, right. That sounds good. Okay. So we basically have four more picks before we got to deal with kickers and defense here. I think we've done a great job just giving us some shots at wide receiver. Again, started Bateman, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. We're able to, I think, smoothly and affordably fill Hopkins suspension with Rondale Moore. Also got Garrett Wilson around before. And then Julio Jones, Joshua Palmer, and Isaiah McKenzie the last three rounds. I mean, Dwayne, I'm looking at the last three, four rounds of wide receivers, period. And you could argue that, you know, Julio Palmer and McKenzie are the three guys that we don't prefer over everyone else going there. I think that's still some of the edge we can have. And maybe we're wrong, man, but I like to think that all this work we put in pays off sometimes uh, with this. I feel like, you know, when I'm still, because you know how it is, when we were drafting in May and June, it was like, you just felt like you were shooting fish in a barrel. Sometimes the guys yeah. we wanted were always falling to us. I still get that a little bit in like the wide receiver 60 range where I feel like the guys I want are consistently there for me. Not saying that's going to stick until September, but Hey, if it's here for us now, might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and you, you know, different time. And we've talked about this before too, at different times of the draft season, um, you know, there's different ebbs and flows like in the news cycles. And so, you, you know, you'll have different times where you feel differently, you know, about certain position groups, like in certain ranges of the draft, um, like in some of this could still, you know, change. So we'll see. There goes Eno. Oh, come on, Hamler. Come well, on. Look at this. This, this, this is like complete training camp news. Team four, Kenneth Gainwell, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Zamir White, Eno <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> I don't mind his team though. Overall, I like it. Despite all that, on it Do- doesn't have a quarterback still. That was probably Maybe. pushing it a tad far uh, when you could still get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, 
it's good to know. Again, I, I think this this is now our third draft, and we keep drafting a QB uh, later and later unless we're able to kind of get that right tier that we like. I think that's kind of lesson here, Dwayne. If you don't get don't your guy, <laughs> def, definitely don't panic. But if you don't get Jalen Hurts, who's kind of you know, the end of that tier in round uh, six or seven, in this case, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson went later. So if the top six guys are all gone after round seven, hey, Trey Lance is there for you. Go for it. After Lance, Dwayne, it's almost just like, I know we had the tiers broken up, but really, man, Russell Wilson in round nine or Kirk Cousins in round 16 or something here. I mean, this is kind of like the argument I've been making about, uh, you know, like Carson Wentz versus Tua for a while. At this point, if this round disparity is going to be this big, man, like I know the disparity isn't this big in our rankings. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you on it. Hey, just real quick, we got... Uh, one, two, three picks till us. Cool. I've got Hamler at the top. Are there other receivers you want in the queue? I, I've gone ahead and put Raheem Mostert and Dearness Johnson over there. Uh, and we, we could we could easily pivot back and take a running back here. Uh, running back is kind of weird. Um, like from here on, like those are kind of like the last two names that we probably actually both like. Um, not that we couldn't still take like a, a P Ryan or something like that later. Uh, the only wide uh, receiver. And, and man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to mark this list off as good as I can. So Robbie's I mean, going to fall a little bit. I still don't hate Fuller at the right price. Dearness just went right in front of us. Okay. That's, that's so fine. most, I think Hamler's the easy pick if he's there. Yes. And Raheem Mostert goes in front of us. We got all we three of them. Let's yes. go. That's free. See again, like case. if you were just reading my rankings and you were not looking at my tiers and then not also paying attention to ADP. I know it feels like a lot, folks, but like if you really want to like get good at drafting, those are like all the elements you have to have. And so even though KJ Hamler was at the top of the tier, ranked 143, McKenzie's 146, they had a 20 spot difference in ADP. If you want any shot at getting them both, you take McKenzie and oh, guess what? You put them in the tier together because you feel similar about them. You like both. So when you have a tier like that, you take the player with the higher ADP first, then you give yourself a shot, you know? So it's kind of cool. Like, cause we talked through that live and then to let people see like how it kind of played, how you give yourself a chance for it to play out. And we, we did it twice actually already in the draft. We did it earlier uh, by letting Michael Thomas go by and come back to us. It worked out my friend. But these are little things like a lot of people don't do. Like, I, I mean, people a lot of times will ask me to help them with drafts. And I, you know, my first thing I ask them is like, well, how do you, how do you like get set up for the draft? I don't even ask them about their list. I don't ask them about anything. Like, like what's your, like, how do you set yourself up to draft? Well, I got like four magazines. I got this, I got that. I'm like, okay, I'm not like, can't you stop. <laughs> I've already heard enough. Like you got to have like two things you're looking at. You got a draft board. You got your tier well, three things, and then you got your draft room, and you got to have ADP available to you, uh, preferably like the most up to date ADP. And the cool thing, all these sites do all this stuff for you now. Like you can you can pop out a draft board, you can see the ADP. So, do you have a thought here? One pick till us. Do I have a thought? I'll say his um, name. Hayden Hurst. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Let's see here. Hayden Hurst is at Hayden Hurst is at the top. My pro here. Look, I like Hayden Hurst. You, you don't want to say his name because you're worried. You're you, Ian's in fear that he could be ignored again and he can't take it. No, <laughs> um, I just don't know how he like ever pops like with the upside. Um, 
on on the team. But I think I think if one of the big two wide receivers got hurt, we could really see him start flirting with a weekly top twelve. Yeah, if we don't, if there's no running back you like, like I, I believe running back's the better play. Okay. I think throwing darts on running well, back Jarek. here is, is better. Uh, Jarek already uh, got. Jarek went. God damn it! But Sony's here. Uh, Trey Sermon. Like I know these are weird names, but we have to get through training camp. Like running backs can get hurt. Gus Edwards goes. Daryl Williams, Sony Michelle, um, Trey Sermon, Pierre Strong Jr. Those are all potential names. Will Fuller would be a name. We go wide receiver. Uh, Robbie Anderson would be a name. Do you like Robbie or Will Fuller? I think Robbie, right? I I like Robbie, but Fuller has the chance to sign with a better team. Robbie's clearly going to be behind DJ Moore and the quarterback. You know, I know Baker's better, but I don't know. Well, Robbie's ADP prop. Unless he randomly gets traded, I feel like Fuller has. Fuller's the one that's most likely to go up. He's going to move up. Let's go with Fuller. All right. Will Fuller and Julio on the same damn team. Okay. Done it, done it receiver, probably. We, we we need a kicker. We need a defense. And we need a, we'll take some darts at running back. All right. I probably don't need. And another I, I got beer. Hayden Hurst in the, in the queue. I probably don't need another beer, but I'm going to get one anyway. Uh, yeah, go get can, it. Can you hold it down? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll do a, I'll do a recap so far. <laughs> All right. Cool. So. Off the top, we had pick 10. We start with Travis Kelsey. This is a tight end premium league. Come back with Derrick Henry, uh, again, at a discounted ADP. Travis Etienne going several spots past ADP. James Conner, several picks past ADP. We can start up to four running backs, so we have three, one of them in the flex. Then we come back and we hit on the wide receivers with Rashad Bateman and Michael Thomas. Actually, I have Michael Thomas ranked higher than Rashad Bateman, but we decided to go ahead and go with Bateman first to give ourselves a chance to get two out of the guys that we really wanted. That ended up working out nicely for us, getting Michael Thomas to fall back. Uh, we still, I have, I have Thomas's median projection at 120 targets for the season, but an upside still over 150. Um, so just a guy where we needed to swing on a high outcome possibility, given the way we started our draft, come back with Deandre Hopkins, who we're getting at a discount because we know he's going to miss six games, but given how we started the team, like once this team's really going, if we can keep the running backs healthy, um, it's going to look really good. Um, we do have some older players on this team. That's one thing I would mention. We've got Derrick Henry. We've got Travis Kelsey. We've got Hopkins. We've got Michael Thomas. Now, none of these guys are like ancient, but you know they're all at an age where we could be at some risk there. Uh, come back with Kareem Hunt in round eight. Scored 17 points per game last year with Nick Chubb. We could have a potential trade scenario happen. Uh, we could have a scenario where, De- where Dearness Johnson gets traded as well. Um, so just a lot of potential outs. We could start four running backs. He could potentially start for DeAndre Hopkins the first six weeks. Come back with Garrett Wilson and Rondell Moore to infuse some youth into the team. Rondell Moore will be playing that slot for Christian Kirk. And over those first six games without DeAndre Hopkins, he could really be much more involved. So that's nice. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, Early first round pick in the NFL draft, falling around nine. Always a good equa- equation to take a swing on. And so he was mine and Ian's number one graded wide receiver in the draft. And we played the board. We knew that only one quarterback was rem- only one team still needed a quarterback going back the other way in round 10. We knew there was a chance Brady falls to us in round 11. We just needed a void to avoid team four taking one or someone double tapping quarterback. So again, like paying attention to your board, getting a read. We knew we needed the receiver. We let it slide on Brady. It works out, and he comes back because of the way the board's set up. And then because of that, we wanted to go ahead and take our stab on Julio Jones. We talked about how some of these old receivers can still really pop. Julio's got to stay healthy. 
but you want it on the team where you get Brady. And then we just kept nailing receivers. Josh Palmer, the wide receiver three for the Chargers, uh, but really the handcuff, probably to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen if something happens. He's, he's going to change roles. Isaiah McKenzie leading the slot competition for the Bills, who are pass happy. K.J. Hamler, now the starting slot receiver for the Broncos with Tim Patrick out. And then Will Fuller, who's been rumored to multiple teams. He could still end up in a good situation. He's a field stretcher. So we really did attack receiver after starting heavy at running back. And that's what we focused on in the construction. So really like the team. Ian, I was saying before you got back, we do like one thing when I look at the team, we do have some older players. We've got Kelsey. We've got yeah. Henry. We've got uh, Michael Thomas. We've got Hopkins. Not ancient players. Kelsey, you could say, is technically like borderline ancient, you know, but not for a tight end. Um, you know, we got Julio, but we did a nice job, I thought, later adding Wilson, Rondell Moore, Joshua Palmer, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, um, Fuller. You know, he's more middle aged for an NFL player. So th- that would be the only thing. But at the end of the day, like, I, I like the way that the draft's gone so far. And all those guys, I think, were that really got priced in i mean round two derrick henry eight days of the week i mean even james connor going round four and you know rb 16 thomas hopkins round six round seven we got older players but they're all being priced like the older players so that's okay and like you said we got the younger players to go complement that so hey when uh rb heavy and got the round one tight end here Dwayne. again i really think that rounds 12 through i mean look at the players going in rounds 12 through 16. I mean, here are the running backs. James Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams. Do love him. Marlon Mack, McKissick, Drake, Zamir White, Chris Evans, Ronald Jones, Deontay Foreman, Eno, Hassan Haskins, Dearness Johnson, Raheem Mostert, Jerick McKinnon. I feel like those are way bigger dart throws than the wide receivers we're taking around here, Dwayne. Like these wide receivers are, in terms of Palmer, McKenzie, and Hamler, I mean, these are the probable starting number three wide receiver and loaded offenses that could have far bigger upside. If even one injury happens, we're on the clock, but I, I really like the way we've attacked these wide receivers at the end. Yeah. So real quickly. So Denver defense gets to start with Seattle and Houston means we don't have to make a pickup in the first two weeks and we're going to stomp somebody with our defense. Then San Francisco. I think we take one of these here. Uh, you get Chicago, then Seattle. Um, so it's really just a matter of which defense you like better. I love the start for both. <laughs> you don't think we should. I want to take one of them here just because uh, like looking at the tiers and where we're at. Um, well, like Trey Sermon. I think we can get Trey Sermon or whoever coming back. I mean, it's fine. If you want to take Sermon, I, I, I like the defense here just because I don't have to mess with it. And I manage 50 teams. Um <laughs> But I'll, I'll take Trey Sermon if that's who you want. Uh, Let's go Trey Sermon, man. I feel like we right, can got it. If we get the Bengals or something, I just think we can yeah. we can find a defense in the last two rounds. And yeah, if we gotta cut it after week one, I still think we can probably find another one that's gonna be okay for week two. I would like I, to take the defense coming back here, to be honest. Like I would like to take one of those two. I've been studying the defenses a little more like since we talked last time. If you if you really believe like Denver is like, well, it's like just, a dude, it's just a it, in your first few games, it who, who they have again? It really can make a difference, like and if you win the game or not. Um, and we're going to be waiting on Hopkins. So you've got Seattle and Houston <laughs> in oh the first God. two weeks for Denver. You know what? For the Forty Niners, you've got uh, Chicago and Seattle. Wow. You know, yeah, so that's why I like them. Like, it's if there ever was going to be an exception, like. it's this. Okay, that's yeah. Fine. And they get the two matchups right out the gate. But That's I do like I, getting uh, Trey Sermon onto the squadron. Uh, Trey Sermon, yeah. it would be oh, man. I would love Trey Sermon to have a comeback story this year. I mean, we love TDP. Yeah, but man, 
I, I was so in on Sermon last year. Uh, you know, as much Sermon as I drafted, I'm surprised how many leagues I won. I, I managed to overcome. He was a six-round pick, so it wasn't like a death blow. Mm-hmm. But I had him as my RB2 quite a bit. So there goes Denver. Well, Dwayne, I, uh, I, you know, I was all aboard the Raheem Mostert over Trey Sermon train. And uh, yeah, didn't didn't end up mattering. Okay, so San Francisco. So game. there goes Watson. That solves your problem on Watson. That's um, fair. The only other thing I can say is Team Ford doesn't have a quarterback if you just want to take Justin Fields. But I'd rather take the 49ers. Hmm. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned Dude, let's let's fuck him over. Let's fuck him over. We, we Wait, did Fields go? Phil, Fields went. Fields went. So we're good. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, Fields has already gone too. Like, wouldn't right, that so have been decent strategy? Like just to take Fields from him at that point? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I grabbed, I went ahead and grabbed the 49ers here because uh, Fields is gone. We would have gone ahead and taken him. You, would, yeah. you could have talked me into that. Fields went round 16. Okay. We're fine. See, we got more quarterbacks going this draft than last one. Jameis Winston went. Trevor Lawrence is already gone. Justin Fields is gone. Deshaun Watson just went in round 18, which we took him before that in the last draft. So, but two, what's funny, Tua still sitting there. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, get, I think Tua could be a really good real-life quarterback, but he just does not profile as a good fantasy quarterback. Yeah, He's, but at least from his weapons alone, I, I I mean, I would probably take him over. Look, I got Trevor Lawrence and him. What right about each other? Oh, what about but, Jimmy G's weapons? It didn't matter. I'm with you. We talked about this with Rich. I, yeah. I, I agree. You're right. I, I think that's fair. So that's, but with Matt Ryan, it did one year. So I mean, <laughs> that's the. It's like it could fun. go. It could go well. It it may not. Dude, that Matt Ryan season is so freaking crazy. He averaged like I think it's like nine point six yards per attempt. Like it, he they didn't even throw the ball that much, bro. It was just like the most efficient season you've ever ever seen. Nine point three yards per attempt that year. So, so who do you think is can is Dude, Tom Brady he almost threw, tied in? Yeah. He almost threw for five. Going. He almost threw for five thousand yards on freaking five hundred thirty four attempts. Look, they weren't even that pass happy, and oh good for them uh i think it's kyle rudolph okay i'm just gonna throw the name in the queue we don't have a, a second tight end we have tom brady so so there goes Tua to the team that's waited uh on do you uh do you agree on quarterback with what do you think it's kyle rudolph if you i just think I, you've probably got the my thought is this kyle rudolph is going to have the better chance to be on the field all the time cameron cameron braid is their move tight end he's the f tight end um so I, I think if there's a guy that's going to be out there all the time, I don't know that that's going to mean Rudolph is really involved. But if I've got Tom Brady on my team, I'm willing to take a shot on either one. Uh, my problem this for Brady is, is like when, when you have matter? oh Taysom Hill went okay. I was going to vouch for Taysom Hill if he was. Uh, yeah, I would have. I would have gone with Taysom Hill. I would have gone with Taysom Hill over that stack. You could have talked me into that easily. That's you could all. talk me in. Honestly, you could talk. I, honestly, what are we doing? Trey McBride is a much better bet. Like, cause what if something happens? Uh, I don't know, man. Max no, Williams dude, is there. Look, look. Yeah. It's a way better bet because of his upside. His upside is so much higher than Kyle Rudolph. If something he's a happens rookie to tight end, I don't doesn't know matter that. if Zach, if Zach Ertz gets hurt in the preseason, like Trey McBride's an easy cut for us. But if something yeah. happens, now's the time you take Trey McBride. You don't take Trey McBride in your draft that happens the day before the regular season opens. You take Trey what? McBride in your draft that you're doing before one single preseason game has been played. And a lot of crap can happen. <sighs> any, any, what do you have? Do you have any thoughts on this Daniel Bellinger guy? It sounds like he's definitely the starter for the Giants, and he's got that athletic profile. I think I he's gonna you. be the. I think he's gonna be the starter in terms of like he plays fifty percent 
of the offensive snaps. I could be wrong. We'll just otherwise, I don't know, man. They have Ricky Seals Jones and also um, Jordan Akins. There are two guys that but that's kind of my point. Like, neither one of those guys do that no, but, much for us. But who the hell is Daniel Bellinger like? Overall. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, but dude, in a situation like that of uncertainty, I'm definitely betting on the young guy. Like we know what RSJ is, we know what yeah, Akins is. Like Bellinger could still, like he could surprise us, and he's in a situation where like the depth chart isn't that good. Rookie tight ends are dead to me, unless your name is Kyle Pitts. Nothing. Yeah, well, they shouldn't out. be in tight end premium. Like you're gonna have to adjust. <laughs> uh, like, dude, I tried to get you to take Aiden Hurst. <laughs> now you want to talk to me about Daniel Bellinger? <laughs> okay, what about like Logan Thomas, who is not going to give us anything the first six weeks of the year, but he could be someone that's up there by the end. We we don't have an IR. We'll, we'll cut him right? anyway. That's why I like the other guys better right now because because Logan Thomas, yeah. we're, we won't be able to afford to keep. We'll have to cut him. Like I just want one of these guys that makes it super easy. That we're like, oh my god, glad I got Trey McBride. Like, like if Zach Ertz legit went down tomorrow, and I looked and saw that we had Trey McBride in round nineteen, I would be elated. Is there a zero? Is there a zero percent chance that Mo Ali Cox runs around and eighty percent of Matt Ryan's dropbacks? I don't think there's a zero percent chance for sure. And I mean, if so there's got to a- take a kicker, and we <laughs> and our other spot is open, so it can be tight end. It could be out another of, running back. Like out of all these tight ends here. Like Mo Ali Cox is the only, and this might not be a reason to pick a guy, but like Mo Ali Cox is the one you could throw out there and, you know, feel pretty decent about the touchdown coming on three or four targets. But if I we're just like to the chase, talent profile case, better yeah. than McBride, and we're banking on an injury, we're trying to hit big. Like, I feel like Mo Ali Cox is like probably not going to hit big. Like, Trey McBride's probably not either. But if something happened to Zach Ertz, I can promise you this like, Trey McBride will be like around 11 pick in this format. Yeah. Right. Mo Ali Cox, we'll be able to get at this price like all along. And think about it. Like Trey McBride makes an easy cut. Uh, because we'll probably listen, something's probably gonna happen. We're gonna have we're gonna have to pick up somebody before the season even starts. Do you think a tight end a, a tight end handcuff is like why not take a running back handcuff here? Uh it's just it's just it's just the format and and that I like Trey McBride. Like he's a second round pick, he's a very athletic receiving tight end. I really like it. I mean, if there's a if there's a running back that you really like here, the only I ones mean, I'm looking at are the Bengals guys. If Joe Mixon went down, that would be the yeah. I like those two, uh, and I don't. I think the only one available is Samaji. Okay, Evan's gone. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Evan's yeah, around Evan. fourteen. My God. Yeah. Chill out, people. That's what I mean. Like I miss some of these names. All right, you're a smart guy, Join. If you're that, no, I like both of those picks. Okay. I, I like, uh, I like Trey McBride. I like Samaji. I mean, we got to take a kicker with one of these other, with one of these picks. Don't remind me, Velas Jones. Now nah, we you hear this receivers. Alexa's telling you like what the town of Maji is. She thought I said, <laughs> Alexa, where's the town of Maji? All right, we gotta go travel to Maji if uh, Alexa if, if we win. <laughs> if we win the title with this one, we gotta go travel to Maji. Join Cameron Bray and Rob Gronkowski off the board before Kyle Rudolph. I think that I think that tells us that we should take Trey McBride. Those two tight ends going right in front of us. It's like a it's like a it's like a signal from the Lord, from the heavens. Go ahead and do it. But if Joe Mixon gets hurt, I'm gonna travel to Dallas and dress. Oh, up so I get you to come Scott to Dallas. Outfit. 
yeah. you really want P Ryan, I'll go with it. Like that's the one player I would take over Trey McBride. Take Trey McBride. All right. It's not bad, Dwayne. We'll get a kicker. It's not bad, Dwayne, if we make it to round 19 before we had any real sort of like we need some. Well, we need some. Like it's good. Like people want to hear some, some real. Some animosity. and here's the thing. Like at the end of the day, like the answer that ends up being right. The only answers that are really right, right, is if Zach Ertz or Joe Mixon gets hurt, and like we have no clue which one of those will happen. <laughs> By the way, I appreciate. We don't you not want either one in, to happen. I appreciate you not putting in kicker tears into the sheet. I <laughs> well, that's because I don't have any kicker tears. I, I would be upset otherwise. I just take the uh, rest of the t- spoiler. I, I take the rest of PFF's consensus kicker rankings and publish them as my own. That's my process for kickers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> oh, I'm just like I. I well, the thing is, like I, I know I'm. I, I just I, I refuse to care about kickers, and I know if I like, like I don't want to mess up. Like Nathan, I, I don't know what the hell Nathan and Kevin and you do. So I'm like, I'm not gonna let my. I, I don't do it. Do. Okay. <laughs> I don't do it, and I just hope no one ever notices. Like I, just, <laughs> like someone else is doing it. I don't need to do it. All right, uh, which one we take? Right. So I, I've really been going after uh, Jason Sanders with right. Miami, just because we like the offense, and I, I, I don't I like care. those kickers from that offense. Great. The only time I cared about it, <laughs> don't kicker, even talk to me, Dwayne. I, I forgot. Bad move. Um, you know, hey, you're, you're a league kicker. You got to get him. You got to start him. I get it. I, I accidentally left a kicker. I think he it was like a Sunday morning IR move. Like I want to say I actually have like somewhat of an excuse. I still beat the kicker expert himself, Denny Carter with a kicker on IR. Like th- that was my peak moment of kickers, Dwayne. I wish I could just never deal with them again, but alas, hey, we've done it. Another football guys championship draft. Dwayne, you want to talk through the uh, 20 rounds of goodness and I will look through the other teams and give our runner up award to, because obviously, you know, we got, we got to get the goal to got to get the goal to the uh, Samoa stranglers, of course, with a Z with a Z. Yeah. Uh, it, why don't you go ahead and hit it? Uh, like I just, I just talked to everybody through Fine. it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll go through it. I want, I want to hear your thoughts. I'll go through it. You find the runner-up team, Dwayne. Fine, if that's how it's going to be. Okay, with our squad, got our QB round 11, just one QB, Tom Brady. And again, big takeaway here on this draft was just that we have the top six tier that we've talked about, you know, going from Allen Herbert, Hurts, Mahomes, Burrow, not Burrow, excuse me, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, having those guys, you know, going in a tight end premium draft round six or seven, that's fine if you want them there, but really was striking to see, you know, the start of the next kind of pocket passer to your Russell Wilson going at the turn in round nine. And then, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins going all the way in round 15. So takeaway here is that, you know, you can afford to be patient potentially in redraft with these pocket passers because the tier extends into quarterback 14 or 15. So teams are not going to load up in these sharp drafts on multiple quarterbacks, or at least I don't think like, you have a couple of them to spare, Dwayne, and even with Justin Fields sitting there, I do think there's room to potentially wait as late as round 15 or 16, like you know some of these teams were able to, to get your first quarterback. I think lucky for us, though, no one really took advantage of that late quarterback round value, ended up being Cousins, Fields, and Rodgers all going to teams that already had quarterbacks to begin with, so that's good for us. Uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey, round one, and completely done with it until we had had to get Trey McBride in round 19. Dwayne would not shut up about it, but that's okay. <laughs> we are only one injury away from him booming up there. 
just you know superhero on steroids rb i guess you call this beard uh call this build with uh derrick henry travis Etienne, james connor rounds two through four also got nice value on kareem hunt in round eight one more dart with trey sermon in round 17 fine with that and then you know all these moves again just having a quarterback that could easily be a top five quarterback as early as you know week two or week three a tight end that's going to be the tight end one three running backs that i think could vie for top 15 weekly status kareem hunts one trade away from being there we had to take a lot of shots at wide receiver but i think we got an upside with pretty much every single one of them rashad bateman michael thomas deandre hopkins all number one wide receivers in their respective offenses garrett wilson could be rondale moore is going to get us through the stretch where deandre hopkins is not and then from there upside wide receiver threes or wide receiver fours julio josh palmer isaiah mckenzie kj hamler and still a free agent uh william fuller so Dwayne, man, I like it. And I feel like, you know, we're going to tweet this out again for the third time. I I would just be, other than your point where we are a little old here, we are a little old, unless you're just out on some of these players. I think it's another one that's pretty hard to disagree with, man. Like, I'm not saying that we're just a runaway favorite to win this entire competition with this team, but we have, we went strong at pretty much every position. I think this team is arguably has a higher floor than our other two. Cause I don't, I don't think we're quite as reliant on one position group. Um, the way we were there. Thanks to, I think again, kidding, like literally, man, I think every single wide receiver target we had from rounds nine on, we were able to get, land, get to land to us. Yeah. And I think the key is, you know, adapting your strategy. Um, again, and we've talked about this, this is why we did the, you know, folks can go back and listen to these, you know, where we talked about strategy, across every position group and understanding where the value pockets are. Um, I'll be updating those articles just because, you know, some of this can change, but at the end of the day, your roster construction is, you know, know, a lot of it ends up being based on how you start the draft. And because the value came to us at Henry, Etienne, Connor, I love what we were able to get with Bateman, Michael Thomas, not something that you can necessarily do all the time over on something like underdog, but over here on FFPC, like you can get close, like with those players on underdog, but on FFPC, just knowing like the values of the players and where they go. Like I still felt, even though when we took James Connor, like the name and it's funny because you said it too, the name that immediately popped into my mind was like, well, worst case, like we can reach for Michael Thomas in round five. Best case, we're going to have a shot at two of these receivers, um, which you said as soon as we took James Connor. And I felt good about that. The other thought was honestly DeAndre Hopkins and the suspension, you know, knowing that, you know, and not that we want to go the first six, six weeks without someone, But if you can start a build like this, and again, it was value, Ian. Like we didn't force any of these picks. Every single one of our first four picks were past ADP. And so when that happens um, and it just works out and you can get that right, you know, you can get a maybe a potential unique build, even though it may be some players that, and when we tweet this one out, I promise you, like there'll be more negativity around this one because we'll have a lot of people that don't like Derrick Henry. You're going to have a lot of people that say James Conner sucks. Um, you have a lot of people say, oh, Michael Thomas is your wide receiver too. You guys blow. DeAndre Hopkins isn't playing for six weeks. So look, there's there's negatives, but we didn't stop there, right? You know, we come back, we get, listen, Kareem Hunt, he could end up being, we could be starting four running backs week one, <laughs> you know, yep. not, not necessarily bad in this format. Um, you know, Hopkins, yeah, he's going to miss those six weeks, but we come back and we infused youth with Garrett Wilson, Rondell Moore, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Palmer, all these other guys you talked about. So ultimately, like the way we built the roster out, you know, based on the way we started, I really liked, I loved how reading the board, um, taking Bateman first, letting Michael Thomas come back to us, little things like that really help a roster like this. When you start with 
you know, the four picks that we did. So just say it so people can just remember it when you're in the draft. Like that's why we're doing these. Yeah. Ian and I want to win money and we're having fun here. But at the end of the day, we're, we're recording these because we know you guys like them and just thinking through like, what are the things we're, we're monitoring. And a lot of times in today's draft world, because so many people are used to underdog and they're just on their phone and they're taking 30 seconds to pick. They don't, a lot of this stuff has kind of gone by the wayside. You know, people aren't paying attention to a lot of these things. We did it again with the Brady pick. Like with Brady, like if you're sitting there and not, and, and again, we were in, we were in round 10. So it's going back towards, you know, the one hole, you know, the guy that drafted first in the, in the league, we took Rondell Moore, but everyone to our left, everyone, except for one team had a quarterback. And so when you see that, then you're like, okay, my odds of Tom Brady coming back, even though he's probably already falling, right. They're better. And so those little kind of things can go a long way. That allows you to go ahead and take Rondell Moore. You still come back and get Tom Brady. We got a little lucky. The guy in front of us took Derek Carr, uh, and it's because he has Devontae Adams, and he already had Jalen Hurts. So he double-stacked QB, um, which was the way we end up missing on Brady, is if someone does that. But fortunately, he did it with Carr. Um, you know, I mean, the other thing we looked at when we made the Brady pick you know, is the guy without the quarterback did not have any of the bucks. So it wasn't like it was going to be super tempting for him to stack Tom Brady. So again, just little things, but it can go a really long way. A little thing like they may seem little, but you get three or four things like that, that you're taking advantage of in a draft and they don't always work out. You're just trying to create percentages to get the best mix of players. And the last thing I'll say about it, and you guys can go back and see it, you know, with the tiers and stuff, it's again, not just about who's at the top of your tier. There's a reason that we have tiers and you got to pay attention to ADP, know the room that you're in, maximize that. Cause I don't care if other people are drafting off of other people's lists and other tiers, just like we're doing right. That queue still impacts people. And when they see those names at the top of the queue, they're more likely to take them, even if they're lower on the list they're looking at. So you got to give yourself a shot. Um, you know, especially when they're in the same tier. Did you see a team or two that you especially liked, Dwayne? Personally, I thought Sunrun 2022 out of the four spot. Yeah, that was my other favorite. I thought Biff number three was solid enough out of the six spot. Yeah, I like Biff number three. Got a value on Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, again, the kind of the starts we like uh, for those teams, you go Eckler, you come back with Pitts, you get T. Higgins, we love, Terry McLaurin, we love, and Monroe St. Brown. That's what I'm saying. Then you get Mahomes at a discount. Uh, you get a depressed ADP Antonio Gibson. You get a an a not not as depressed. We got Damian Harris then around nine the other night, but but still round eight. Damian Harris terrible. Yeah, round eight, and so you probably have an RB two comes back with Russell Gage, a guy that's fallen a little bit, but you know a player that you and I both like. And then you get the upside backs with Isaiah Spiller, Tyrion Davis Price. That's like a team that I could see us drafting. Like yeah. I could totally see that. Uh, I agree on Sun Run. You get Justin Jefferson. You come back with Kamara. Then you get AJ Brown. Then you get the upside, uh, you know, dual threat back and Brees Hall, Jerry Judy now playing an every down role. Then you get Dallas Goddard in round six, tight end premium, Drake London, Brandon, Ayuk, Christian Kirk, Cole Komet to double up tight end. We probably wouldn't have made that pick, but at the end, of the, it's okay. You're in a tight end premium. If there's time to take Cole Komet in round ten, it's now. Yeah. And then just hammers the uh, hammers the running backs: Gainwell, Pacheco, Jamal Williams, Zamir White, Eno Benjamin. Um, so yeah, I really like that build. First quarterback, another... first quarterback was round 18 with Tua and then got Matt Ryan in round 20. If you're gonna do pure late round QB, man, like I probably would have gone for like like why take I guess he didn't get a chance to get Justin Fields. That was probably the hope. But even before that, man, like why take you know Benjamin over 
Justin Fields or even Kirk Cousins like at that point. That would be the only thing. Like I think they went a little too Agreed. far with the zero QB. Like, take, you know, take easily take Justin Fields over Austin Hooper. There's no reason to take Austin Hooper. Definitely. And I would, just, I would, you, I would, I would even say, is, yeah. Just stop would, and think to yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I would it's even Eno say, Benjamin anyway that they would have had to take in over that they would have to take over Fields. Just uh, Hooper. You was get on the, the round. Side. You get to round fifteen. And you still have a couple of these guys available. You proved your point. Just take one. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, and again, it's the rushing upside of Fields. Like he's the one yeah. that, if everything goes right, you could and you he could have had Aaron Rodgers in round 14. You know. Yeah. Um. So I agree. That's the one thing, especially when people gift it to you. You made your point. You waited. You waited. You waited. And then you that that's the point when you're like, see, I told you guys, you guys are a bunch of idiots. I got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in round 14 instead. You pushed it even further and you know up with Tua and Matt Ryan. So that's yes, what I was I agree. saying before, where you know, cousins, fields, and Rogers went so late. Luckily for us in this draft, like no one really took advantage of that. Uh, this guy had the chance to. The rest of the team was good. Hey, maybe Tua and Matt Ryan or even a free agent quarterback still out there can give him uh what he needs there. But again, I we really liked a lot of the earlier picks there. Just uh craziest man, pick you saw. Don't be a hero. Um we talked about Pollard middle round six earlier, so I don't know if you saw another one like will, Dylan I, going <laughs> Dylan going early round five. I will say I know it's tight end premium, but uh, Dalton Schultz going round four just kind of it. I was going through the team and they started McCaffrey, Fournette, Chubb, and I, I was like, you know, Chubb, I don't know, but RB fourteen, okay, I guess. I saw Schultz and I just kind of stopped looking at the team. Uh, for, <laughs> but it's not bad. It's one. it's Marquise Brown, Adam Thielen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, we're not crazy about Robert Woods. You know, Claypool has some outs like as a player. Um, but yeah, know, it's uh, but... it, the, yeah, and that's <laughs> it's tight end premium, so people are gonna do it. It's just it's a little more understandable, but yeah, the AJ Dillon one was early. We saw uh Tony Pollard went RB23 as well. That was awfully early, even for you know, I tried to defend the guy against Dwayne, but it's a little bit tough when he's going to middle of round six here in a tight end premium league. So I Probably doesn't deserve to be the Dalton Schultz one. Did, did so you're saying the AJ Dillon one worst pick? Hey, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Ramondre no, saying it's the worst. I, it's the it was it's you know it's it's uh, surprising. Like I like seeing Ramondre Stevenson go early round seven, like before to the same then, guy or to yeah, the same player Jesus. Um, that took that took Dillon. Now look, he kind of gets bailed out because Josh Jacobs falls to him, and then Clyde edwards Zelaire falls past ADP. So like they kind of offset it. Like he's, you know, not that you necessarily want those players, but he got value on two other players. If he's you got, switched, if you flip flopped him, like you wouldn't really think twice about it. Right. Yeah. Of course, we wouldn't like the Josh Jacob picks. So, you know, we wouldn't and we wouldn't like the Clyde pick probably if they were flipped. So I guess what I'm going at is like sometimes I try to figure out like what are people thinking? Hmm. And my thought is maybe he just wanted the upside guy first. And he just thought, I really don't care who I get out of David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. I just want to make sure I have the upside play in AJ Dillon, right? Especially with how these guys are flipping around now. Um, so I think there's always a way that you can think about planning out if you want to build your roster a certain way to do it. Um, and so maybe that's what he had in mind. And maybe he had already plotted that out in his mind. We'll give him credit for that at least. I'll bring it up if you want, Dwayne. Alan Lazard, wide receiver 36, middle around seven before. <laughs> Renfro, Devontae, uh, Hopkins, Tony. I I just, you know, even Alave, Ayuk. I'm taking a lot of those don't, guys. Don't take, don't take Alan Lazard over Kadarius Tony. Come on, come people. on. Like just like, seriously, you, you you can watch 15 seconds of film on Kadarius Tony and it'll change your mind. 15 seconds. I'm telling you, that's all you need. 
That's all you need. And That's you will all. change your mind. You don't even have to be an analytics pro. You don't have to listen to Dwayne <laughs> talk about breakout profiles and all that BS. You can flush all that down the toilet. Just turn on Kadarius Tony for 15 seconds and enjoy life. Dwayne. I think that's going to wrap it up, my friend. Draft number three, complete. What do you got on PFF.com this week? Yeah, we got a few things coming out. Actually, today I wrote up an article about what if you do start with three running backs <laughs> in your draft? Oh, uh, yeah. We technically started with a tight end and three running backs, but I profile the type of guys you would want to make that start with. Uh, it's not just any three backs. Then I profile the likely combinations you could make from early, middle, and late position. And then I also just profile how the rest of your team may play out based on what ADPs look like, um, like what some of your builds could look like, um, how you might look at receiver, you know, what you, even even like uh, even examples of how you could actually even do that and still come back and get a decent tight end and quarterback and still feel okay about your receivers. So I'll have that up. Then um, tomorrow I'm actually writing the same article that if you start wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. What will that look like? And then we will have an updated top 150 hitting on Wednesday. Ooh. And then, man, like going to be hanging out with Ian soon. Uh, yeah, later buddy. this week, uh, we're going to head out to the Fantasy Football Expo. So just praying that like a bunch of injuries don't happen in preseason while don't I'm sitting that. there. Knock on, on wood. My la- knock on wood. Just A, because we don't want players hurt. B, because I don't want to be stuck in my uh, hotel room <laughs> staring at a little laptop screen trying to write up, you know, 2000 words on all the injuries. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. We were hearing some nightmares from uh rich when we were podding today about just the amount of flights that have been getting canceled lately. I, I, I don't want to talk about it. I can't imagine it, but you know what? If you get stuck in Canton, bro, we'll just go to Cincy, have a grand old time. Uh, Going to the hardest um, manner. That's what I'm talking about. All right. I'm PFF.com. I am just running through a bunch of stuff this week where I'm trying to do at least one or two cool studies in the article, give, you know, some background on the players and actually make my pick on the question I'm asking while also giving kind of, you know, some of the honorable mentions. So who is this year's premier late round quarterback this year's PPR explorer running back this year's undervalued running back setup for a huge workload, the must draft handcuff, the third year breakout wide receiver, the target hog wide receiver. Again, a bunch of, you know, SEO probably shit that, you know, I normally feel icky about writing because I want to be more creative and do something different. But you know what? I do think they are fair questions. And it's August 8th, Dwayne. You know, it's just the, this is the point of the offseason where I feel like, you know, we've we, we've unloaded like every single clip we got. We got like half of one left. We're seeing what we got out here. Whole slate of preseason football this weekend. I cannot wait. We are going to be, uh, you know, back by the end of this week, starting to preview some of that, just kind of the main practice and not practice, the main preseason storylines we're looking forward to trying to get something out of. And Dwayne's going to be back with the first utilization report of the year uh, soon thereafter. So make sure you keep tuning in. We'll continue to be back. More guests, more strategy, more drafts, more goodness. Just trying to, you know, Win a lot of money on our own. Hopefully uh, win a bunch for you guys as well. So for Dwayne, I'm Ian. Thanks so much for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody.